This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Episode number 216. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And I'm back. Power Bottom is back. Yay! (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) For now. For now. So, welcome back, Jim. You missed a lot last week. Uh, I appreciate you sending in your picks for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't get to a lot of your stuff. That's okay. We can get to it this week. That's right. Or next week. Or next week. Or the following week. Eventually, sometime. Uh, We got some sad news to report tonight. Uh... Jennifer Aniston broke up with her possible husband. We don't know if they're married technically. Uh, we don't know. If uh, there's no marriage license in their counties, surrounding counties. So they don't know if it was just a ceremonial thing or an actual marriage. I thought they got married in a foreign country, didn't they? No, it was in California. Oh, in okay. Backyard. I so, know it was a secret surprise wedding, but... I, 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 you know my feelings for Jennifer Aniston. When is she going to find love, Jeff? I feel bad. Tuesday? I feel bad. I, I, I've, how come she can't catch a break? I mean, I know she's worth $100 million, but why can't she catch a break? So you're telling me there's a chance. Do you want that chance? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, no, I do. No, no, no. I'd rather go with Justin. I, I kind of want to deal with that type of crazy. Is it Justin Trudeau? Is that it? <laughs> Thoreau. Thoreau, whatever. Yeah, Justin Trudeau is a different person. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. couldn't get him away from his writings by the pond. <laughs> Uh, yes, oh, wait. Justin Thoreau. They're Canadian. Could someone yeah. tell <laughs> he's, he's, he's the... I was thinking of Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been dead for a while. <laughs> Maybe to you, but he lives in those pages. That's right. Although all the women say that uh, Justin Trudeau is, is, is nice-looking man-meat. Well, no offense. He doesn't have much competition. You either get Trudeau or you get Trump in the more North America. Or you get every other beautiful Canadian man out there, like Ryan Reynolds. Or Nickel. <laughs> Craig Nichols. He's yeah. T- he's taken. Yeah, it's tr- Chad Rose. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them. The whole the two guys at the Pop Culture podca- uh, Cafe. Besotted Geek, apparently. He is sexy. He does have a Riverdale shirt. El Heno. Uh, ooh, he is sexy, too. He did win Canadian of the Year. Was, yeah, he is sexy. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, everybody. We are a history podcast. Not a history podcast. History podcast. History of um, what? Uh, pop culture. Uh, everything. Insanity. Everything. And we are good at uh, getting history wrong and getting corrections, so please feel free to send those yes. in. Uh, if you can answer, people can send in uh, when you think Sharon Franston will find love, true love, let us know, please. When she grows her bangs out. 
uh, when she stops being weird. Or if anybody knows her and can pass my uh, phone number along to her, I'll appreciate it. Good when call. Jason Good C. Call. Brown hooks us up to be her fluffer boys. Where is Jason C. Brown? We have not heard from our director Getting fan. nominated, thank you. He is nominated everywhere. That's right. Uh, we are on the cutting edge of pop culture. Uh, just Jason C. Brown, uh, director to the stars. Uh, he was nominated for a lot of different comedy films, uh, festivals. Imaginary Friends. Yep, so check it out. Also, uh, we had interviews with uh, Matt Hookings and Dom from uh, Winter Ridge, and they just won two different awards, too. So well, I think it's the Hobie effect. Hobie bump. Hobie bump. Hobie bump. Yes, we're sure of ourselves. So uh, anything going on, anybody? Well, uh, I'd have to say... Uh, Congratulations, Jason. I What's see that? that nickel jump back into helping run your hockey team, and you got a tie this week. I got two ties. Two ties, yeah. Yes. Two Great. ties this week? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you now have three ties mm-hmm. and 31 losses? I had 36 losses. I How think. many wins? Losses. Or 33. Zero. Zero, Zero, Zero wins. wins. That's what I wanted to check. <laughs> I still have a better win percentage than the Browns, though. <laughs> .001. The ties count. For some reason, ties count even though you're not a win. Yes. The winning percentage is zero because you've won zero. zero. Oh, winning games. percentage is zero. <laughs> we're tied stupid still. No way go through life, son. <laughs> yes. So I appreciate that. I think we're turning the corner. Turning the corner. After uh, you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. That's right. They're, they're just doing this to try and help out the fans in Banff uh, to keep them coming back for more. Uh, now, Jims, you were gone last week. Because we had to change some things around because I got uh, syphilis. Uh, anything up for you this week? Up, down this week? Um, uh, my, my up for uh, last week was uh, Ohio College basketball teams. Uh-huh. Which uh, this week is my down. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome since, to Ohio. Since there was a big uh, push with uh, Xavier being ranked 4, UC 5, and Ohio State 8, last week those teams proceeded to go... Five uh, go one and six. Congratulations, Xavier, for getting the win and not falling in the standings, as you see in Ohio State lost two and plummeted. Wouldn't you rather have them lose though right now to get that out of your system before the tournament? I would rather them win every game, but I definitely <laughs> I would rather them lose now two, uh, two weeks before the season ended, the regular season ended, than in the tournament. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. And losing to Villanova, who just has Xavier's uh, number. Who they just Xavier can't beat, so hopefully somebody else beats them in the tournament, so they have a chance to win it. <laughs> uh, Jim or Jeff, what's your down this week? Up down? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Okay, good job. That's why you're the best color man in the business. Uh, what about you, Blake? Uh, they're still digging on Oak Island. Okay, is that an up or a down? It's a lateral. <laughs> okay. Are you? Is this the final season? No. Oh, Are they going to milk this for as long as they can? What are you talking about? When people still watch, they'll still show them digging was, for nothing. Was it Vikings as the final season? Yes. Okay, I knew something you liked. Yeah, Vikings okay. was good. So, Blake, on Oak Island, have they found anything of, in, of significance so far in this season? They found... Uh, a coin, maybe? An used, apple. Used they, they found an iron cross. Who planted it there? <laughs> Probably the producers after okay. they uh, went to uh, France and looked at uh, the castle and dome where Templars were held prisoners in which the cross looks eerily like a cross that is uh, etched into the wall, which they're now trying to claim that uh, everything there is uh, Templar-related. So we're going to find the Grail, Ark of the Covenant, 
Are you sure you're just We're not gonna... playing Assassin's Creed? Are you sure you're not just playing that? No, no, okay. no, no. We're playing Da Vinci Code. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, pretty much. But no, but seriously, uh, Good Up was, uh, I saw a futile and stupid gesture. That was very, very funny. You saw that. I, I saw it a couple weeks ago, even before he, we had He the, discussed uh, it on the uh, podcast several weeks ago, and then we had the review. From Pop Culture. That's this week. No, this week there's another review from Pop Culture. They're doing Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew I saw a movie that they saw before. <laughs> well, anyways, let me give you my review since I ignored everybody else's. Okay. <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it, actually, I did like Will Forte and uh, Joel McHale's appearances in the movie. <laughs> I did like, um, you know, the, the I think Fort Will did a really good job. However, uh, being a fan of National Lampoon and Animal House and Caddyshack and all that kind of stuff, Doug Kenny, the story was about Doug Kenny. I do like the fact that the movie did take a lot of risks that, uh, you know, the Jim and Pop Culture Cafe talked about. And it was fun to watch at some of the creation process, especially when they, like, bring up P.J. O'Rourke and all that kind of stuff, some of my other favorite writers. Doug Kenny was not a very likable character. At least in the movie, it was very hard to... Is he like empathize with him? He's dead. Well, I mean, before he died, did people like him? Apparently, or was it a Chevy Chase. Thing? Apparently, but if you read like a lot of the reviews and, and criticism on IMDb.com, they are pretty funny. They go from really good to really bad. Okay, you know, so it is fun. It's fine. Jeff and I saw a movie. We did Black Panther. Maybe I'll make that my up. There you go. There we'll we do non-spoilers go. for the people. Uh, of course, this week they we always fight. Get- we always get yelled at because oh. by Michael Leal because we do spoilers without Miguel, telling him. Yeah, he actually yeah, saw yeah. the movie, so we could do spoilers, but we're not. <laughs> but if you want to read about spoilers... I didn't do a review. Oh. <laughs> oh, you did Black Lightning. I did Black Lightning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, but yes, so Black Panther, Jeff, what did you give it? I gave it... Wait, a... time out before you an- answer. <laughs> time out. Wait, hold on a second. Let's talk about Chris Pratt. Nick Albright did ask... <laughs> A no, non-sexy question this week. He did. On Jeff's weird 13-spoon scale, he apparently came up with it while watching The Matrix, how would you rate, each of you rate Black Panther? Okay, one, it's a 13-fork scale. Okay. And two, it was not while watching The Matrix. It okay. was while watching anything else. Okay. So how would you, how many forks? 11 and a half. Wow. Wow. I give it uh, 12 sporks. Uh, on the scale. So that's, there you go. What constitutes a fork? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it's our grading system. It's just uh, more tolerable and more respectable than Entertainment Weekly's grading system. So don't worry about it. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was great seeing everybody was excited to see it beforehand. I was watching yeah. people come in. All the kids were dressed in Black Panther costumes. It was awesome. Chadwick uh, Bozeman. Bozeman is amazing in it. Uh, everybody's in it. Uh, that is in it does a good job. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, or not Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I was about to say, did I miss him in the movie? <laughs> not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> floaty Eye. Who's Floaty Eye? Oh, gee. <laughs> um, oh, God, now you made me forget his name. Uh, 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 Nero? No, Edie Amin. Oh, Edie um, Amin? No. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest. There you go. <laughs> Jefferson from uh, Fast Times at Richmond High? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, yes, he was, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was awesome in it. So <laughs> I, I like that he played, uh, you know, like the sage and 
you know, the religious guy in it. But no, it was great. Michael B. Jordan is a piece of man meat. My God, is he impressive. Whew. So, is that Torch Boy? That is that Torch is Boy. Tor- it, and he, Torch Boy graduated. Yes. Uh, Good. Uh, Marvel is now two for two for redeeming so, uh, Fox people. Uh, Chris Evans and two Michael Torch Jordan. Boys. Yes, two Torch Boys. <laughs> yeah, I said they took my advice. I said Torch Boy. I need no more Torch Boy. He does catch fire in it, though, yeah. too. No, he doesn't. No, 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 no. that's yeah. a lie. Link it, link it to the Fantastic Four, yeah. He plays Killmonger in it, and he's impre- I liked it. It was very. Uh, it was just good. Go see it. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I'm going to go see it again. Yeah, I'm definitely saying it's going to be in my top three Marvel cinematic okay. movies. Which one's your first? Um... I think I still like the Avengers, the first Avengers the best. Okay. I can give you that. I think one with Captain America, the first Avenger, is that, my favorite. That might be my second favorite. And then Avengers, just because it's cool to see everybody, but I don't know if it's as good as I remembered it. It's been a while. And then Black Panther probably sneaks in there. Winter Soldier was good. There's your top four, at least. Yeah, it's, it's well, in and, that. And X-Men First Class. <laughs> but that's the one... First, cla- first class you. was the best X Men movie. Yes, but it's still nowhere close. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Ah. You got you got if you count Logan or Deadpool as X Men movies. I like X two actually. X Men two. I don't like it better than First Class. Mm, that's a tough call. It does have Kevin Bacon in First Class. <laughs> that's the reason it's great. It does have that. <laughs> And January Jones plays a hell of a Emma Frost. Yeah, in it. she ruined the movie. If it, <laughs> if it's not the best, it's because of January Jones. I love the big role that Colossus had in X Two. Let me open the wall. Boom. Okay, go. That was it. That's all we're using Colossus for. You fuckers. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh. carrying that big television, though, wasn't he? Yeah. He's helping him move. Right, he's a moving guy. <laughs> What's he Colossus's was... power? He moves. <laughs> Two men in a truck. <laughs> Two men in a truck. <laughs> Two men in a Colossus. Right. <laughs> No, Colossus in a truck. Colossus <laughs> he doesn't. You don't need two men when you got Colossus. I don't even think he needs a truck. <laughs> well, you only carry one item. Colossus in a pallet. <laughs> uh, you know, why don't they put advertisements on the Incredible Hulk? He's a giant banner. Ah, leave. Was, leave right now. <laughs> that was on Facebook no. today. Well, Facebook betrayed us. I chuckled. That was funny. Hey. Okay, now next I'll be taking over the role of the host since Jason is getting I'm kicked out. Get Jason getting kicked <laughs> out. Did, did we ever talk about Chris Pratt's Super Bowl ads? No, we did not. No, we didn't. I'm really disappointed we never got around to it. I mean, we always talk about his abs. He had some. But not his ads. Mm, his abs. Oh, uh, did well, I miss these? Sh- yeah, he just showed up in the background. <laughs> no, the Mick Ultra. He gets yes. the he gets the you know the call actress call for Mick, and he thinks it's a he thinks it's a the starring role, but they're like, oh, getting that line with all the extras. So through all the Mick Ultra scenes, he's an extra, but he's trying to make himself in the, the center of yes. the attention. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was pretty funny. It was clever. It yeah. was clever. Oh, sounds like I would have enjoyed it if I saw it. Yeah. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Eh, no, he okay. didn't. I tuned in and out. Did you it, watch the commercials on the Super Bowl instead? I tuned in and out. I didn't Did turn I it on it? until halfway through the second quarter. So if it was an early commercial, I definitely missed it. Well, good news is that uh, the Patriots lost. Really? Yes. But but they cheated. They should have won. Oh, they didn't cheat. They didn't cheat good enough this time. Oh. Uh, is that why number one fan Doug has not been back yet? He's uh, still weeping in his sores. He he. I thought he was still at Disney. He could be. Could well, be. He's, he's still weeping at Disney. Uh, yeah, weeping Sad at Brady. the ticket price increase. 
Oh, don't even get me started he on should, that he, shit. For him selling Why are you his, surprised? For him I'm not selling surprised. his son, he should actually get a lot of discounts. Yeah, he's now going to have to mortgage his yet-to-be-born children. <laughs> well, I think he is actually going to Disney, like, next month? Or? So he'll give us an update from there, too, mm. I'm sure. Uh, let's see, we had a Twitter poll of the week. Uh, which grade would you give the Black Panther movie? We had a good turnout here. Uh, we had A, fantastic. B, great, like the letter grade B. Letter grade C, average film, but was overhyped. Or you had a D slash F uh, equals horrible. Or as we like to say, the Kevin from 365 Flex Eeyore grade. I thought everything was a minus. I got F my A minus, B minus, C minus, and D F minus on my. You're not even on Twitter. Shut outline. up. I got those are double minuses. I got an A minus yeah. minus. A, a minus, B minus, minus minus. Exactly. Uh, so in first place out of all the votes of Black Panther movie, fifty three percent said A, fantastic. Fantastic. Twenty three percent said A minus B. minus. B minus minus. B minus Great. minus. Great. Seventy six percent loved it, or liked it a lot. You know, say it was a great, good film. So thirteen um, percent said average film, overhyped. That's still eighty nine percent of the people liked it. So at least enough. So eleven percent. Well, they have no souls. No. no. Or they you. just wanted to ruin your poll. I didn't care what people vote. Just, you know, I want some justification. No, I think people purposely vote. Troll. Yeah, troll. That's the word. Yeah. I did not vote negative against it. And I normally like to argue with mm-hmm. what you say, but I haven't I haven't seen the movie, so I can't judge. Well, you can't. You're in America. I can't judge your opinion yet. Correct. I can, uh, yeah, of course, I can go on social media and just blast everything sure. without, without just, any Just read knowledge. what the Russian bots tell you, too. Yes. Uh, it took four days for Black Panther to surpass Jurassic or to uh, surpass uh, Justice League in domestic gross. I thought it was five. My, uh, no, it was actually came out today. Four. Oh, so there you go. So, what do you guys think about all the they're talking about the trolling on social media? Were those four business days or four actual days? <laughs> I think just four actual, actual days. Actual days because the business they do is on the weekends. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> But on on the social media, on Twitter and Facebook, the reports of a white gentleman being jumped and beaten up for going to go see Black Panther because that's not his movie. Do you guys see any of that story? Yes, it's fake news. It's 100% fake because the picture was taken from a guy who was beat up in like 2013 in like a a, a completely different uh, thing. So you know what that means, people? Don't be idiots. (laughs) Don't be idiots and actually... Keep most of your political rants and stuff off of social media because no one cares. And if you read these stories and you think, oh, my God, that's so, was that real happen? That's hard to believe. Chances are it didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. check I, your sources. Do I, some homework. Yeah. I enjoy the fact that uh, there's an African-American superhero. I think it's really great. I think it's super. I, I, actually, he's not yeah. African-American. Well, he's just African. Well, something for... The African American culture and superhero oh. Marvel universe. Okay, God, why do you gotta politicize everything? I didn't. No, but that's that's my big thing. Is I'm just so sick of everybody politicizing everything. Just enjoy yeah. it for it's what a, it is. It's a, it's a fun great movie. movie, and it's With where some, it's a movie that yeah you know. it takes place from a guy from Africa. So yes, <laughs> most of the characters should be black and African. That makes perfect sense. The lack of white people in it. It's fine with me. <laughs> and they are two Tolkien white guys. But uh, bump, but uh, uh, I know, did you make that joke last week? 
I don't know. I saw it on the memes. I think after I heard you say it, then I saw it like everybody was memeing it up and whatnot. I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's not funny anymore. (laughs) It's good. But you know what? We did uh, jump over the Olympic update. Oh, yeah. Olympic update. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start with uh, what everybody likes. French boobs. French ice standard wardrobe issue. Yes. I at first, you know, they, they her uh wardrobe, this skate uh ice skating dance pair, then you know, skating dancing pair or yeah. whatever. Uh wardrobe malfunction seconds into the routine. Coincidence or French? Well, I heard ended up getting good scores, so it didn't hurt their performance. Yeah, huh? I think it has to do with uh, waning uh, viewership on the Olympics that no one really cares. They need to spice it up a little bit. Uh-huh. So they, they had these two to go out there. They they probably asked a bunch of people, and this this woman agreed to do it. And she's French. What a French thing to do, don't you think? Exactly why she would agree to do it. Exactly. She's French. Yeah. So I think there's the real scandal of the Olympics. So the question is, did she fix the wardrobe malfunction or did it stay throughout the entire routine uh they were struggling to keep it up through the entire routine but i mean not that there's any pictures of there out there of the last left breast but there is if you go to look i mean i didn't go look but there is you hear i hear that's what i said yeah that's what i heard how did her left breast compare to that of remy Lacroix's? Mm, all breasts are nice <laughs> well, even baby, mine Huh, was it? Is it even mine? Yeah, even yes. yours too. Oh, when you, you shave your chest. Okay, the Only next... when it's shaved, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next Olympic update, the Women's Olympic slope-style skier with no tricks gaming the system. American skiing for Hungary, was it? Yes. <laughs> you know, what is great about it is uh, she would go down the half pipe and would perform no tricks whatsoever. She would because... go up? Calm down. <laughs> yes, and what uh, she had learned is is that you can game the system because if you go and you do no tricks and you stay on your feet, you can actually score higher than actual uh, competitors that are trying to do tricks and fall. Yeah, if you fall, it's worse than doing no tricks. Yeah, apparently this is her second Winter Olympics doing this for a different country, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, the Seriously? Olympic com- yeah, the Olympic Committee is looking at uh, changing the rules so as to keep this from happening again in the future. Oh, they will. They changed the rules after Eddie the Eagle, so yeah. people yeah. like him couldn't make the Olympics anymore. Yes. Yeah, what, what I hear, they but, read that you only had to like get in like the top 30 in so many qualifying events, so she would go to all the minor ones that yeah. only had like 12 people signed up for and, you know, beat out the people who fell and... Yeah. But, you know, she, she claims she does it to bring attention to the sport and try and get people interested to actually it's do real tricks. We're talking about and it. And we are. We're talking about it. But what we should be talking about is men's slope-style skiers. And the local product, uh guy from Indiana, gets uh, bronze. Br- oh, silver this year. Took bronze four years ago, silver this year. Oh. So in four years, he'll get gold. That's what we're assuming. Okay. That's uh, how it works, right? What you want yeah. to see is continual improvement. Uh-huh. You know, he's on he's on pace for that. That's I, good. I know you guys were talking about why well, I had to step away for a second. Yes. But the uh, American skier for Hungary. Yes. Uh, you, the best part is that if you watch the video, I was telling Blake this off air, the announcers for it. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey, here she goes. 
down the first thing, and, like, she doesn't do much. Like, she just goes up and down. They're like, well, she must not have gotten the correct speed on that one. Here she goes trying to correct it. Okay, she didn't get the height she wanted it. So the announcers had absolutely no prep and didn't know this was Not coming. much. I think by the end they knew it, but then afterwards, like, they were showing the replay, and she yeah. obviously got, like, an inch off the ground, yeah. and they're like, she just didn't get the height there. <laughs> didn't get the <laughs> this Her height was about my vertical. <laughs> this is just proving that the uh, announcers on NBC and most sports announcers have no idea what they're talking about. Chris Collinsworth does. Yeah. He hit it. He hit it back. <laughs> you know, it's Collinsworth on Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I find this very funny because, this I, again, Hobie is on the uh, cutting edge of the zeitgeist because we did do our uh, Hobie Winter Olympic events last week, and I did say I would do the slope style <laughs> through the tube and just ski right, right down, down the, the middle. middle. <laughs> yeah. So, once again, we're on the cutting edge. We are. We're, we're leading the world in culture. That's right. Uh, and the yeah. next issue, uh, next thing on the Olympic update, the Russian curler fails a doping test. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. everybody knows that you need your steroids and your uh, your PEDs, uh, yeah, human growth hormones, to compete in curling. To I, hit, I don't want to take anything away from curlers because they are at the top of their game competing in the Olympics. They beat everybody else to be there. But And, and aren't you required to like drink a beer or two before you start? Oh, you should be. And yeah. every time you throw it. Yeah. But I, yeah. And it it's should like, be a beer from your country. Like Canadians have to drink Molson, yeah. Americans like Bud Light. Jamaicans, Red Star. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and especially since, you know, Russia is like, as a country, banned from the Olympics this year. They're letting their athletes in to compete, like, individually. athletes from Russia. Yeah. So they're not Russia, really. They're, they're not really Russia. These these medals don't count towards Russia's total. That's, That's about the only penalty Wouldn't it, it is. Wouldn't it be a bigger punishment yeah. for Putin if the Russians, if they win their event, you play the enemy of Russian, uh, their, theme, their national anthem? I think that would get under his skin. That, that would be playing everybody's national anthem. The Not Ukrainian, America. the Ukrainian national anthem <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, play the Ukrainian national anthem every time the Olympic Ooh. athletes from Russia win. Yeah. Uh, I get. Well, the best, one of the best parts about this uh, drug failed drug test is that the Russian athletes uh, proposed to the Olympic Committee at the final ceremonies to actually come out with a Russian flag, and they were thinking about it. Not anymore. <laughs> No. Uh, another uh, Olympic uh, tidbit. Uh, how about the uh, bobsled, two-man bobsled tie? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear Between about this. Canada and Germany. That was but, awesome. You do two runs, and they both tied. You added them together. You added them both the together. Exact same time. And who awesome. was it? Canada went second, and the Germany team was out there applauding them. Canada went second, and they finished. And the German guy was the first guy on the track up there, jumping yep. up and celebrating with them. Was this the German team whose uh, bobsled flipped and they still as they crossed placed? the finish line? I think I don't so. Know. I think it was a two-man, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a two-man bobsled. Uh-huh. The Germans. Oh, it, it was a great run because you could tell them like it's like. If he didn't flip, he would have probably had to slow down a little. So he just like went all out yeah. and and yeah, they crossed the line right as they were flipping. And of course, everyone's like, "Oh my god, are they okay?" But uh, on the opposite side of the bobsled thing, how about the coach that took the Jamaican bobsled team and just went home? She took her, uh, she took the bobsled and left. She Did quit. You, yeah, she quit. She quit, and, and she, she owns the bobsled. the bobsled. And so Red Stripe uh, uh, bought them a new bobsled and delivered it. 
so they could compete. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Well, you're at the Olympics. I'm sure there's stra- there's uh, bobsleds oh. everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Maybe no, they had to call John Candy. No, no, no. They, okay. they I hope used, not. He's been dead they used for his like body. <laughs> it was still decomposing. Twenty five years. <laughs> they hollowed it out. <laughs> That's right. oh, oh, oh. It's now a six man bobsled team. <laughs> cool running man. Oh, okay. But then how? It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm taking my I'm taking my toys and going home. Fuck you. No, because didn't like, that shows true Olympic spirit? That's yeah, right. Because exactly. didn't like the Americans have problems like a, a broken sled once, and like another country let them borrow a sled? I yeah. think that was cool runnings. No, I think it was the <laughs> Russians. The Russians let us borrow a sled. Okay, and even though they didn't talk to each other. But, I mean, it's story. like, well, that's uh, great that another country was like, here, you know. Unfortunately, uh, it was a two-man bobsled for a four-man bobsled. Uh, actually, so it was not actually, comfortable. That was, actually, that was fake news by Russian bots making them oh. think. Down the hall. We had to use the Russian bobsled. Damn, the Russian bots were going like eight years ago or something. Yeah. I didn't know they were now, been yeah. active that long. Well, that's your Olympic co- feedback. Uh, update. Whatever. Uh, let's do some listener feedback. Blake, let's take it away. Yeah, it's time now for your bomb listener feedback. Brought to you this week by AutoTune. Because sometime or no hack, lady lumps need help. AutoTune. Right, Fergie? C- can, can we find a star who is not AutoTune these days? No. Uh, Beyonce. N- <laughs> Nikki now, <laughs> now they, they they let Fergie sing the U.S. national anthem. Is that what I hear? Yes. yes. Without auto tune. Yes. Yeah. But she's Canadian. She shouldn't be allowed to sing our national. <laughs> but anthem. But she sounded like Marilyn Monroe singing to JFK. She Happy is from birthday. Toronto, right? Yes. I'm thinking yes. of the right yes. Fergie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's the Duchess of Fer- <laughs> Duchess Fergie. I, I don't think it's as bad as everybody made it out to be, but there were parts that were really. But she really owned it. hard to listen to. <laughs> she came out hey. and said afterwards, "I decided to take a chance. It didn't work." I admit, get, her taking a chance is I better get her credit than for that. Auto tuning it mm-hmm. and better than letting but Roseanne do it. Maybe sometimes you just just lip sync. <laughs> I'd rather have that than Mariah Carey screwing it up. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, oh, Auto Tune brings us this. Auto Tune. So aren't we done with Mariah Carey? I mean, we should seriously. Be. Isn't isn't like. Her 15 minutes up. Can we say she... Do you want her to be dead to Hobie? She's dead to us. The family the family that we shall not name is dead that keeps reproducing and is married to uh, douchebag yeah, yeah. Kanye West. Oh, they had another baby and they had like a... I don't even know. A 12-minute video that apparently 17 quadrillion people watched in the first eight <laughs> minutes it was released. And that was just her announcing the, she's pregnant. The family, the, the family that's responsible for Tristan Thompson's shitty finals performance last year? No, that that's that's the Thompson family. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want Mariah Carey dead? He's got three fourths. Got to approve it. Uh, I'll approve. I'll approve. Sure. Yep, she's dead. Does that mean we sh- we shall never hear "All I Want for Christmas"? Is oh no, 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 no! Because what I do is not Mariah Carey singing type. <laughs> Have no. you heard me sing? No, I. If if we don't, if we could never hear that song again. I'm up for her being dead. Well, hold on a second. Uh, well, we Hot can't... Tea is a sponsor of one of our bomb listener feedbacks. <laughs> Hot Tea was, wasn't it? Yes. Uh... So maybe we shouldn't ban her. Okay, not yet. She's on probation. I Double don't... secret probation. Just don't tell her. Okay. <laughs> All right. One more screw up, Mariah. You hear that? Everybody out there, 
don't let Mariah know that she's on double secret probation but from the I OB want offices. For Christmas is you. Shut up. Sorry. Mm. Mm, this week, mom lives in our feedback. Is that your auto That was from my auto oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's the first one from? Uh, This guy named... A-Pans. Number Doug. One, number one fan. Can't give yourself a nickname. That's why we gave him a nickname of A-Pans. That's right. This is one from Doug. Auto-tune. Can we have Hobie Center the Expo each morning with Jack dressed as the tongue and flag bearer? <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doug actually said, since you can't understand my auto-tune. It lasts longer than I thought. <laughs> auto-tune's worse than Fergie's Lady Lumps sans auto-tune. Can we have Hobie enter the expo each morning with Jeff dressed as the Tongan flag bearer? That can't happen because that is uh, cultural appropriateism or whatever the word is. It's bullshit. And I won't do it. Yeah. Bullshit. I won't do it. I'm bullshit. not going to take someone else's uh, culture and use it as my own. How about if you, you enter as Worsley, not wearing a jacket? Nope, nope. Can't do that because he's yeah. from a different culture than me. Okay. I don't want to appropriate his culture. And, and another reason, Jeff doesn't uh, take his shirt off to bathe, let alone <laughs> come into the... Uh, <laughs> Well, why would you? You get two things done at the same time. Shower laundry. and laundry. Exactly. <laughs> He's just killing time. He hasn't changed his underwear since Eisenhower. Oh, no, no, no. Just his shirt. <laughs> oh, just his shirt. I mean, How do you think he keeps no. from getting Furbies? <laughs> you know I take off my pants. It's the first thing I lose playing strip poker. That is true. That is true. So, you know you can put in a sock first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he never loses. He lost once. That's why he wears bell bottoms. They can get him over his shoes. <laughs> Anyways, what else we got? Uh, it's all uphill from here. All yes. right, so Ditman. Little Ditman. He's coming on the show next week. Awesome. Good. We have, we have a roundtable next week because Scab Jeff will be here too. Excellent. Oh, talking Oscars. Mm-hmm. He, he can be the Scab Blake. Yes. I won't be here next week. Okay. Just so because Scab Jeff is here. So everybody tune in. You're not going to be here. It's going to be a guaranteed to be a better episode than now. Because <laughs> I won't be here. Okay, Blake, you, you do have to let us know, though, who is sponsoring the bomb listener feedback next week. So No, that'll be up to the Dip Man. Okay. Okay. Or Scab <laughs> Jeff. He is your radio partner. So Scab Jeff or Dip Man can take care of that. Okay, per okay. Facebook meme. You're a burglar, but instead of stealing things, you do things to mildly inconvenience your victims. What is your crime, Hobie? Okay, this is a tough one. Jeff, you got anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd go anything? In... A lot of things. No, no I'm simple. I'll just go into... you got to pick one. I'll pick go one. into the pantry and swap their salt and sugar. Do you do that? What do I do it? A, what no. Keto, no sugar, no grain I don't diet. break into people's houses, <laughs> I think. But if I was going to do that, I would... So when people go to okay. make their foods, it screws up all their, their, okay. their tastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only if they're not on a keto. Jim, what would you do? I had this discussion with uh, my roommate, and she suggested a few things. Have Jim live with you. Yes. Have Jim live in <laughs> <to> your house. <laughs> That's what she said, right? Exactly. <laughs> Rent your house out to Jim. 
then have his friends over to play D and D. She gets so annoyed every day that she comes home, and I'm still there. Why are you still here? <laughs> but it, it's such things. Squatters' rights. As as taking a dump in the tub. Yeah. That, that's quite disgusting. That's more than mild inconvenience. <laughs> All right, mild inconvenience. Upper decker. Okay. I'm still okay. shitting yes. in the toilet. Okay. In the sink? <laughs> Upper decker? Is that the sink? No, it's it's the... Oh, uh, in the in the, the tank. Yeah, the Storage tank, tank basin the or whatnot. Oh. The other ones would be removing the light bulbs. Okay. No, just okay. loosening them. Okay. Now, <laughs> loosening them back because you have to... That's, that's awful. Okay. Um, drinking, like, all but one swallow of the orange juice and milk. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I suggested the shit out of me. I suggested taking the milk and pouring it in the box of cereal and then putting that back in the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> my my cornflakes are already mushy. Oh, God, Why doesn't cereal come with Ziploc bags these days? That is an interesting. Everything thing, yeah. else has resealable bags, but yeah. cereal. Yeah, and it once you tear be- that open, all you do is crinkle it closed, right? Because they up. want you to eat. In one sitting. Well, wait a minute. They well, pretty they, much do. They've reduced, <laughs> they've reduced the size of your servings. I mean, the boxes now. When you buy one box, it's good for one sitting. It's two bowls. That's why Jeff goes through six boxes yeah. in one sitting. <laughs> you know, they, they keep reducing the amount that you get for $5. Or Did whatever. you get the Lucky Charms with the unicorn now? No, I saw that on the news today. And I went, ex- this is news? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just going to say that that's on the news. Hey. Yeah. I'm happy when that's on the news because that means other things aren't being talked about. Either that or they're just ignoring other things. <laughs> yep, we're in a shitstorm. Have a good day. Here's Lucky Charms. <laughs> yeah. Is it real news or fake news, the unicorn? It's real news. It's oh. actually happening. Okay. And it's the first permanent uh, new marshmallow in a decade. Since they had the horseshoe? Ooh. Oh, not a long. They've had several since the horseshoe. Oh. Uh, they bad. had the red balloon since the purple horseshoe. Oh, that was dumb. I they hated had that one. the pot of gold. Yeah. Apparently, it is replacing the previous new one of the uh, what do you call hourglass, which There's I didn't. Hour, know. Why is there an hour? Is this I, Monopoly they're playing? I have no I clue no why idea. there was an hourglass. I this can't the first, remember. Apparently, it's been in there for like over a decade, but I've never heard of an. Did hourglass the horseshoe replace the car? What replaced the dog? Uh, and the shoe? And the shoe. The iron is gone. Ah, They're going to be so replacing many... marshmallows, so that's the only thing you have in that cereal. It's just pure <laughs> sugar marshmallow. I would eat that. And then they would say, part of a daily I think, breakfast. I would did actually, did the marshmallow is my least favorite part of Lucky Charms. Well, then really? we should get a box and we can split it. <laughs> Two boxes, so you'll have a full box each after you separate the marshmallows from but the marshmallows. But we can't zip lock uh, the uh, bags shut. But Damn it. <laughs> but the commercial says it's part of a balanced breakfast, along with a grapefruit, yeah. milk, yeah. orange juice, yeah. toast, yeah. eggs. Yeah. And everything else balances right. it, and, and you've got a bowl of sugar. That's right. <laughs> and, and Kellogg's, you know, cornflake non-masturbatory theory. <laughs> Stop it. Can I go on a tangent? No, no. Do no, you no. remember the reason cornflakes yes. was invented? Yes, we know. We saw the movie. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Adolescent boys for masturbating. Anyways. All right. Okay, my Look last, it up. I'm dead serious. Look it my, up. My last annoyance uh, instead of committing a crime would be putting uh, like food or clothing dye in the wash machine. <laughs> Just a little bit of it. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> replacing Tide Pods <laughs> with actual icy freezies. <laughs> the icy. <laughs> I replaced all the Oreos with Tide Pods. 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, Blake, what's your anno- what would be your thing? Uh, I would uh, remove all the toilet paper and tissues from the house. Ooh. And make replace them. it with paper towels? No. no. Make oh. them wipe with their No hands. paper towels. Oh. No Nothing tissues, to wipe with. No toilet paper. Here, That's right. kitty, kitty, kitty. What's more, what's more, what's more shockingly scaring, frightful than realizing you're out of toilet paper <laughs> and there's none left? Why does our cat now have stripes? <laughs> oh, it's like the joke about a bear and a rabbit are both shitting in the woods, and the bear looks at him and goes, "Hey, rabbit, does shit stick to your fur?" He's like, "Nope." So he picked him up and wiped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, the giant banner is a bad one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, my annoyance is I would take something that my wife would agree with me on. Uh, annoys the shit out of her is I'd leave socks everywhere. I, I I just would leave them throughout the house. I think that would annoy people. Or I don't. Be you better. do that? Yeah. No, in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> as anal as you are about everything, you yeah, will just I leave just, socks laying around? Yeah, that is the one thing I just really... I'm, I'm pr- pretty much a clean freak, but I'm like, oh yeah, there's my socks from like six days ago. <laughs> okay. Even my kids have gotten to the point like, Dad, you're leaving socks here! Okay, the question was hypothetical, and what would you do? What if you already have, d- have done something, like broken into somebody's house when they're on vacation, and put little mini uh, nutcrackers hidden all over the house for the person who's afraid of nutcracker to find them? I fucking hate you guys. We didn't actually break into the house. He gave us the code. There's still three here. <laughs> <laughs> There's still three that haven't been found. Is this the reason why I haven't slept in years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> Don't give the now, brothers, your house security code. It wasn't even me or Jeff. <laughs> it was Carolyn, her <laughs> sister. <laughs> what uh, else you got? Uh, next one's from Dev. When can we expect Hobie to release the design for... I went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, and all I got was drunk in the Hobie Green Room <laughs> t-shirts. Jeff, can you make those? I suppose I gotta work on that. Seriously, can you make those? Because we will have some. Okay. I go. mean, it's not gonna be a difficult design. All I'm gonna do is type those words out okay. onto a, <laughs> a blank sheet. What if a fan would send us a, a design in? There you go. Send us a design. People. If you could give us a better design than just those the words letters typed on across the front. the front of a shirt. Is it on Comic Sans, Scarif? Uh, I would put it in Comic Sans. Okay. okay. How about Wingdings? Well, you couldn't read it then. Uh, if you're good enough. Mm, yeah, we're no. not good enough. How about any emojis? I would... No. <laughs> and I definitely would not put it in uh, papyrus. I know. You really hate papyrus. I hate that font. Oh, uh, well, I like it, it, serves, it serves one purpose. And if you're doing something like making something look ancient Egyptian-y, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Hence the reason it's called papyrus. Exactly. Okay. But if you're doing it to as your logo for edible arrangements, no, it looks stupid. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Edible Arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> when you need... Bad fruit delivered to your wife. Uh, bad fruit covered in chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that peach has mold on it. Put some chocolate on it. You're fine. Now it's good fruit. Edible <laughs> <laughs> uh, arrangements. Speak of uh, Comic Expo real quick. Uh, we got a couple quick things here. Jamie Lannister is coming to the Comic Expo. Woo! 
Nicolas Costerwaldo. Uh, they just started announcing on Cincinnati Comic Expo. Yeah, the star um, of the uh, Egyptian Gods movie. Gods of Egypt, yeah. yes. Uh, and Game of Thrones. See, that can be written in papyrus. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Avatar. Unfortunately, there was no script. Uh, that did was you, written in anything. Did you guys, I suppose it's, it's old news, but the uh, uh, Saturday Night Live skit, uh, I suppose it was the beginning of the season, they had the uh, guy who was upset at the Avatar yes. logo being the, written in. Yes. <laughs> but why is it? Uh, I thought no. I was over this. And then I saw Avatar again. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. Uh, he is showing up. Uh, it's the first one, I believe, uh, east of the Mississippi River uh, this year, so that's good. Uh, he's only done one other, I'm sorry, of all time, he's only done one other uh, expo uh, comic convention in America that I know of. So that's great. Also, I, I, I heard I heard the reason is is that he heard that Hobie was going to be here. Yes, and that is why they are he is showing up because we are we, bi- we are big in England. We are big. We are or, very or Croatia because we're on nerdly.co.uk. Also, uh, Kobe <laughs> Smolders uh, from How I Met Your Mother, Avengers, uh, tons of other stuff. Uh, Slam and Salmon, did not you say? Yeah, Slam she was in the Slam. She I, will be there. I just uh, this weekend started watching a Netflix original television show, Friends from College. How was yeah. that? I wish it was better. That's what every review I've seen has said. I mean, it it, it, it should be better. I like the idea and I like the cast, <laughs> but it just feels like not a whole lot of laughs. And I think they were kind of trying to advertise it as a comedy. It it feels really forced. Yeah, it, yeah. I've heard everybody say that it's supposed to be. It should be better. I got through two episodes and I got through three. Okay. Uh, and finally, Thomas Grummet uh, was announced uh, yesterday. He uh, is the artist for Robin and the Adventures Superman. Uh, Superman, he did some Batman back in the uh, 90s. I have a ton of his uh, books. You want to get some signs? I am, actually. I'm, uh, I'm excited. He, he drew Timothy Drake, Robin, like I always picture him now. Oh, so he's your your go to yeah. picture of that character. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we're also on nerdly.co.uk. Uh, you can check out my Black Lightning reviews every week, except this week because they're on they're on hiatus this week. Oh, stupid Black Lightning! And hello, Governor. We're having uh, another uh, game on uh, uh, column is up this week. Uh, it should be up by tomorrow, I believe. Uh, we review Go Nuts for Donuts, the uh, board game. Game or card on. Game. Yep, uh, my son and I do that. So it's over on nerdly.co.uk. And uh, we're on a lot of other things, too. We'll talk later. So just uh, there you go. Blake, continue, please. What do you got over there? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know I like it when you play dirty. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's slow it down with some soul so oh. oh, that's what you were singing. I thought it was Soko. I'm like, what? what? Sudoku? We're drinking Soko. <laughs> and playing Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> I like to Sudoku you. Oh. Yeah, so you know what this segment is. All I want for Christmas. It's Nick. He's you. All bright. Oh. Nicky. All bright. Take it away, Nick. Says Jeff Urbio. Yeah. If you mm. had mm. to put one in the hole of the three mm. 
Toby, core <laughs> members in charge of Nicole Eggert's Charles in Charge character. Of her days and nights. Jamie Powell. Mm. Who? Oh. Sudoku'd on your face. That was Erotic Lounge I've and Luxury Chill Out Collection Volume 1 on YouTube. I got Collection 2. I've given this some thought, and I would pick Blake. Oh! Ooh. And why? Because Blake has experience in raising teenage girls, <laughs> so he would be best uh, suited to handle a Jamie Powell <laughs> of the world. Are you saying I'd probably get in trouble for trying to date her? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Only in 48 states. <laughs> Mississippi and Alabama do not count. They got The girls have to be within 18 years of me, I think. 22, you know maybe. What? Jim might be the best suit. Ask Roy Moore. Yeah, I was going to say, he's been in Roy Moore's traffic court on Nickelodeon a lot. <laughs> he could run for office. Roy Moore's sex traffic court. It's a shame he went away, didn't it? Uh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> nah. It's actually a pretty good thing. I'm still here, guys. Hi, I'm Kevin Spacey. I'm still here. <laughs> Can I be in Man of Steel too? Mm, no. <laughs> I, I made it a good Lex Luthor. You can be Superman Returns too. I, I got Cal Penn. He's my big thug. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, moving on from Bob. So, is Venom ever going to show up in a Venom? Trailer? He did show up. He was in a little glass container. You're right. The symbiote, well, they did show it. That was it. He was a little piece uh, of slime. The rumor is Woody Harrelson is playing Carnage. He will not be in this film, but he will be... Uh, Yay! <laughs> Thanks no, for the no, he has a cameo. The rumor is that uh, Brock is in jail and uh, Woody Harrelson is next to him. Uh, I think this, I think the bad guys for Venom, I have no idea. No so is that all Carnage is, is just... The Venom symbiote jumping onto somebody else? Yeah, it's an offspring. Something kind of like the blob? Yeah, but it took over Cletus Cassidy, uh, Carnage, uh, because he's a serial killer and is just an evil man, and so that's why it took over that personality even more. Uh, I think in the Venom movie, I have no inside knowledge, but I think just from the trailer of Tom Hardy running and yelling a lot... I could be better. It could be Tom Cruise running and yelling. That's true. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one runs better than Tom Cruise. Yes. No one throws a baseball like Tom Cruise either. Well, that's true. <laughs> check out War of the Worlds. Uh, Google Please it. don't check out War of the Worlds. <laughs> but I think that he's, I think the government is going to be the bad guy in Venom. And I think they're going to be chasing him down because he gets the symbiote and goes against what they want him to do. Well, I think Venom should be the bad guy in Venom. He won't be. He's going to be cool. He can be a cool bad guy, but still a bad guy. Did you see... Yeah, uh, like the Terminator was the bad guy in the Terminator. No, 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 no. He was just misunderstood. Which Terminator are we talking about? The first one. There's so the many Terminator. Terminators. <laughs> the one that was called The Terminator. <laughs> Not Terminator... Seven. Seven. Five. Well, it's, it's Terminator, Terminator Regenesis. Technically, it's seven in the movie franchise, but it's three in the timeline. No. So then <laughs> you got four in the movie franchise, which is two in the timeline. And you got two in the timeline, and which is three eight. has been completely wiped out. Yes. So Turn that didn't actually happen. Uh, We're in a bunker. My head hurts. And then you have, This is like an X-Men series. The good news is James Cameron's rebooting it all next year. Oh, boy. So there you go. Because, well... <laughs> This movie at least was about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else we got? 
Uh, from Besada Geek, why do your Bengals have a promoted tweet? Hashtag blocked. I don't understand the question. Uh, the Bengals have a promoted tweet on their thing. Am I supposed to know what that means? It, mean, it means uh, on your Twitter page it'll pop up and it'll say promoted. I mean, they actually paid to actually have this sent out to more people. The Bengals are paying to get fans. That's yes. why Mike Brown can afford to sign football players because he's spending it all on Twitter. <laughs> oh, he knows what Twitter is. What, what, did what, I just buy some birds? Did, did someone accidentally hit the promote button? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, most most. Do people actually promote? Tweets? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've been, I stole one of Jason's credit card, and I've been promoting a bunch of Hobie tweets. Uh. Could be a reason why our listenership is really good. Like, like, <laughs> Wait a minute, why'd my card get maxed out? <laughs> Son of a bitch! There you go. Things you do while violating <laughs> inconvenience in your victims. Stealing credit, credit card. cards and promoting Hobie tweets. Mike Brown's cr- crime is... <laughs> He runs a football team. <laughs> That's why he mildly inconveniences people. Ah, fuck you. Uh, there's actually a bunch of sports teams that do that, too, because they are a business, and they're trying yeah. to sell tickets. Yes. What tweet did they promote? I don't know. Buy your tickets? I'm tweet? not sure which, <laughs> or, which one, but... Or was it, uh, congratulations to whatever player... Uh, did something at the congratulations AJ McCarron on your victory on your freedom hashtag freedom hashtag too soon no <laughs> uh, what else you got listener reviews we do uh, pop culture cafe sent in a review for us for Cloverfield Jim wait a minute hold on before you do this Jim do you have a promoted tweet from the Bengals no not from the Bengals I just it took me all of uh, three tweets to my timeline to find the first promoted tweet which is from lower my bills at lower my bills do you think people click on that well yeah okay I see that crap but I haven't seen like real things I mean lower my bills is just some skeezy people trying to get innocent internet users to click on their stuff and take advantage of them. Ten, um, ten tweets later, Sprint Business at Sprint Business, a promoted tweet. Uh, good news is uh, this uh, review is promoted by Lower My Bills. Uh, go to my <laughs> LowerMyBills.com and make sure you have your social security and credit card with you. Eight, eight tweets later, Olympic Channel at Olympic Channel. Promoted tweet by Bridgestone Tires. Oh, well, Olympic Channel, you disappoint me. Hey, congratulations. If you're listening, you just won the Hobie Prize. Send your social security number, bank account, (laughs) and full name to Jason (laughs) at hobiepod.gmail.com. Eight eight more tweets later, Alpha Romeo USA at Alpha Romeo USA. Promoted tweet. Well, yeah, that's an ad, essentially. So you're pretty much saying that the Bengals are advertising. Yes, yes. Uh, that's odd because on my Twitter I keep having KY Jelly being promoted on mine. <laughs> Is it weird? Haven't bought that in ages. Uh, also, I got a Viagra one. I feel sorry for your wife. <laughs> well, for many reasons. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. We're married now. You don't actually have to enjoy sex. So <laughs> you stay married. <laughs> Enjoy it. So yeah. you don't buy KY anymore. They got they make that it's pleasurable for him and, and her. Is it hers? Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm breaking in and replacing your KY jelly with your uh, hot with the uh, icy hot. <laughs> it is his and hers. <laughs> and then the next promoted tweet ten later was the NBA. <laughs> well, moving on. Let's see what the Pop Culture Cafe has for us. Hey everyone, it is John and Scott from the Pulp Culture Cafe again bringing you another review for the guys at Hobie. They didn't like when I said girls. 
didn't they? Uh, well, no, they're fine with it. They just... <laughs> so uh, we're going to do the Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox, which, uh, if I understand, uh, Jason may have already talked about, but this is our review, so This there. is an in-depth review. Well, for five minutes or so. So <laughs> uh, it was directed by Jules Ohan. Uh, it was produced by J.J. Abrams and Lizzie Weber. A story by Doug uh, Jung and Oran Uzel. So I sound just as good as Brigger. Brigger. One thing I like about Jason, real quick, is that he, he has a hard time pronouncing English like I, like I do. Nice. Uh, it sells Daniel Bure, Elizabeth De- Debbie Dick. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie Dick. Debbie Dick. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. The only way I have this Chris dude from... Uh, I haven't seen so much butchering since the actual movie. Yeah, I know, eh? <laughs> so the premise of the story is that the Cloverfield Project is a space station and they're trying to find an ultra, alternate source of power and there's... Uh, one of the things leading to uh, a global warfare happening on Earth. Exactly, it's it's a it's a love story. No, it's it's <laughs> basically a, you know it's something that you can relate to because yeah. uh, you know I'm, there are both sides on Earth that says that we're not moving towards it, but you can see certain things that you could say, okay, yep, sooner or later we're going to be in a fight for uh, resources. Yeah. So, um, I I like the parallel jumping back and forth. It didn't bother me any. Yeah. Um, the uh, one of the con- things I hear about is that the movie has nothing to do with uh, the other Cloverfield, but it does. But it they make it because I saw this movie was produced and done a while ago. Yeah. So JJ Ryan they they linked it into Cloverfield. But I one of the things is that it's a I find it's uh, it's like a Twilight Zone thing. Stories are kind of yeah. linked together in very small ways. Yeah. But they're linked together. It's a very, it's the slowest burn I think I've seen in a cinematic universe in years. Yeah. But this was a key component because it showed you origins. Yeah. So uh, they gave you an idea how this the first movie started. Yes, exactly. Because of what happened. Yeah. Um, one of the things I already kicked at was uh, when Crystal Dude's character lost his arm. Yeah, it's great just, comedy. It just. That maybe is one thing people have a problem with is is that it's supposed to be a serious movie, but it has when he's on there, it's, you know it, it's light overtone. Yeah, right when away. I saw he was cast in this, because I of course you know the way it was set up, it dropped that night. And I really didn't know anything about the cast. When I saw he was cast in it, I said, okay, we're going to get some funny stuff out of him. And it was it was not campy, and that's a, a big uh, thing you've got to watch out for when you're trying to have a serious film. Is sometimes the camp can look out of place. But it, he actually worked it really well. It was like a very satirical, dark humor. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought it worked really well. Um, we mentioned the geopolitical overtones yeah, yeah. of the story. Uh, and even in the, uh, the, the the space station itself, mm-hmm. you know, it was... Yeah, because you had different countries represented. Country was, first. There was, yeah. yeah, there was and, very much a country first vibe yeah. in there. And again, it would happen. That's the way it would happen in the real world. Yeah. And when they're giving the news reports of what was going on in the world, you're thinking, that's yeah. a little too close to what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, it was, it almost felt that they turned it, they took a lot of ideas from comics. Multiverses, yeah, oh yeah, the parallel universe, that kind of stuff. stuff. It was done well, though. No. It was very, very well done. They kind of the the reactions to some of the things that happened in that film when they're thrown off course, for instance. Yeah. And I won't go any further. They were just thrown off course, and the reactions of the crew 
the expressions on their face was just horror. Like, oh my yeah. god, this can't be happening. This isn't. This, this is can't happen. be happening. That's yeah. what I mean. You, it wasn't a superhero universe, but they took a lot of those uh, uh, events that could happen and put a human face mm-hmm. on it. Like, it, you know, all of yeah. a sudden, if you just, you know, you and I here, if we just appeared someplace else, we'd be like, oh my god, it'd be yeah. panic, start terror. Mm-hmm. You'd be. You'd be going pretty crazy. I like how the the, the the one character that was from the other universe was found in the wall. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah so. But that's one of the problems I did have with this film, because yeah. I'm thinking, you were just found in a very precarious position. You had serious injuries. And cu- you survived. And a couple of da- yeah, and a couple of days later, you're running around relatively healthy. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking, that that's a hell of a med bay you've got there. Um I like the acting part where they talked about what might have been. That mm. was some very powerful emotional acting. Mm. When, you know, I, I without giving too much away, everyone's thought about the path not taken. Yeah. Well, this explores the path not taken that you could do a do-over. Mm. Take a mulligan on life. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the acting was great. I didn't actually know. I knew two or three of the actors. Hadn't seen the rest of them. Mm. All of them, just great, strong character actors. So uh, uh, if you have the ending, the ending was cool. That was yeah. a beautiful hook. Yeah, yeah. And that got me hooked on Cloverfield all over again. I, oh, was yeah? thinking, I, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it worked so really well. I took well. it in on its own because I haven't watched, I only watched the first Cloverfield. Yeah. I didn't watch the second one. Watch the second one's good. So anyways, but overall... Oh, great. Yeah. I, uh, I did have some problems, as I said. I did have some problems with some of the uh, writing, and there were a few, like I mentioned, with the uncanny healing abilities. But yeah. other than that, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. And uh, even the ground scenes were great. I yeah. thought it it was shot beautifully. The, yeah. the, the space station, beautiful. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we recommend it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend it. Yeah, we liked it. So there, um, that's a review of the Cloverfield Project. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll do a few more if the guys at Hobie want us to. Until then, uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitchers and all the other places. And we'll turn it back to the guys at Hobie. Thanks. Take care. What was that? Well, thank you, fellas. And you're always welcome to send us uh, reviews of movies and things. Not sex toys. If you want to, you can. We they, might not play it. They have but... a different opinion on Cloverfield than we did. It's okay. I did like Paradox. Debbie. I did like Debbie Double Dick in it, though. That was nice. That was nice. D- Double Dick, whatever her name was. <laughs> so yes, uh, thank you guys. Uh, check out uh, Pop Culture Cafe. Uh, they're good friends. We've been with them for a long time. So check them out. But we're not like with them. With them, like it's not exclusive. That's true. We uh, we have a lot. Of po- we're a podcast uh, slut. Jason still likes them. <clears throat> likes them though. Check yes or no in the box. Yes. Yeah, if you're a Pop Culture Cafe crossover listener, we'd like to thank you. And we'd also like to recommend that you tell a friend about us. And then... Immediately apologize. Re- make a review? <laughs> oh. Both. Okay, <laughs> good. You can do both. But first thing you should do is apologize to them. Todd, yes. And then have, us put up, then have them put up a review for us. Yes. On one of our many places. Uh, nerdly.co.uk. Hello, Vicar. Uh, I forgot my Vicar earlier. Good day, uh, mate. Uh, Tangent Bound Network, uh, Danger Entertainment. Danger Entertainment. Uh, we're also on WeBeGeeksPC.com every Wednesday uh, drops. And on Geek Life Radio, 10 a.m. Eastern, Geek 9 a.m. Central. We're on Geek radio. Life. We are on radio. And more radio. Yes. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Uh, we're also on... Google Play. Thank you. Spotify and Stitcher. 
So, and if you're listening to us, you probably know. Uh, if you do, YouTube, we're on YouTube too. I, History of Bad Ideas. No visual, podcast. just audio. I'm working on that because I think uh, I'm going to start doing some video uh, of our top five at the end. So, Ooh. can you blur my face out for every? No, 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 no. I'm talking like actual put symbols up. Because no, I'm w- thinking we should blur our faces out and put it up there. It'd be pretty <laughs> funny. So uh, you just have a bunch of blurs? Yeah. <laughs> Blur heads. Not doing anything because we don't really move a whole lot. I just put a big Remy LaCroix head on, on me and blur out my breasts. I think we would... entire thing in the mask. Kylo Ren, Ren yeah. mask. Yeah, I could, I'll do it in a Kylo Ren mask. Is it worse than his auto-tune voice? No. no. It's better than his auto-tune <laughs> voice. Uh, but you're going to get us on Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter. And uh, History of Bad Ideas on Facebook, we update a lot during the day with uh, breaking news and that, so from pop culture. Uh, what do we got? Uh, doctor number one, we answered his questions, didn't we? Yes. Yes, I thought we did. You're going to put a new doctor number one. No, in. we didn't. So thanks, doctor number one. We answered your questions earlier. Russian curler fails drug test. Black Panther pass, took five days or four days to pass Justice League. Doesn't matter. Still better than Justice League. Uh, even the after credit scenes was better than Justice League. A uh, spoiler. Sorry. There are after credits in the movie. <laughs> I, I know it's hard to believe. Uh, let's see. And we got to riddle me this. So, what a riddle me this is, it's kind of different than draft day. We all, somebody said. It's a collaboration. In. It's a collaboration. Yes. It's, instead of competing, we're collaborating. Uh, basically, you, we give a, you give us a team uh, of, or a cast or a movie or something. And we have to uh, put the best actors or actresses or whatever from yeah. uh, a, in it. A synergy yeah. of the mind. Yes. So you, this is you, you give us two categories and we pretty much meld them. Uh, best curling team. Curling team category A. From actors and actresses. Category B. So how many people are on a curling team? Four. Four on a standard well, it depends. curling team. We're doing four. You got doubles or you got fours? We got fours. It's four, right. we'll, we'll do fours. It doubles. Okay. Mixed doubles. Who is okay. the guy throwing it first? <laughs> Well, it's your well, lead. And well, they then, all throw. And yeah, they, all they take throw. turns. Everybody has to do the puck. Who's the, the big fat one? Well, what's usually? it called? The big disc thingy with stone. the handle. Stone. The stone. stone. But they're they, they, specific they each order. throw two stones, and they all gotta sweep. Yeah, do they, they all have to. They sweep? all don't have to sweep. Normally, no. the skip doesn't sweep. He's either set the when he's not throwing, he's lining up he'll the shots set up at the, the lineup, and he'll throw at that, and then he's okay. the skips normally the last person to throw. Okay, so the stone is going to be played by Melissa McCarthy. Uh, so we're going I to didn't even know we... Wow. I, I I, I'd be afraid our stone would shit in a sink, though, if we Well, you would that. have the stain going straight down so you would know what type of a move it could. <laughs> okay, fine, we'll just do a regular stone. So, Jim, you start. I thought we were doing peoples, not the stones. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my <laughs> yeah, bad. The team, not the equipment. <laughs> yeah. The broom is being played just, by... I have to completely redo my list. It's Hazel. <laughs> Uh, I would, to start to skip... The broom from Mickey Mouse. I would take Alan Hale like Jr., it. most popular for playing the skipper. On Gilligan's Isle. Ooh, that's a good He's one. He's good captain. I like that one. It's interesting. I like I that one. I can see that. That's How about good. Picard? Picard could be Ooh, a good one. I, I, He's a skipper. Make it show number one. Uh, Patrick Curl, 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 curl. <laughs> I think Patrick Stewart could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I mean, I'm kind of, <laughs> the meme would be, why the fuck don't you curl? <laughs> Shat- I, I, can, I, I can hear. I could definitely hear Patrick Stewart's voice yelling at mm-hmm. the, the, the sweepers and whatnot. Okay. Uh, that could work. 
or Shatner, why aren't you sweeping harder? This is a no, team sport. A He's too much of an ego. <laughs> See, I had uh, I had to think of uh, sweepers mm-hmm. and somebody light on their feet mm-hmm. and somebody that can lead everybody in sweeping and dancing. Mm-hmm. Like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. I have Fred Astaire and Dick Van Dyke. Oh, you know what? I like that one. I like that one. What about putting Chevy Chase out there and he falls over all the stones? <laughs> I, I think you'd get no. disqualified. That would probably be a bad thing. Fall over the opponent's stones. <laughs> Knock but the uh, over. Dick Van Dyke did trip over that uh, stool half the time. Yeah, that autumn uh, he could do that chim chimney. Chim chim. Yeah, but then he would come with a terrible English accent. How about Dick Van Dyke yeah. and Jerry Van Dyke? No, uh, <laughs> only one Van Dyke allowed. Breath of, <laughs> breath of silence. Oh, yeah, Jerry Van, Jerry Van Dyke. Okay, uh, so we got. I, I do like the Fred Astaire. I like that one. Or what if we had like a Gregory Hines? Yeah. I like Gregory Ooh. Hines. That's a good Gregory one. Hines. Of course, he would be cracking the ice all the time with his tap shoes. But Savion I, Glover? Crispin Glover? Mm. Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> you got Lando Calrissian out there. Donald Glover in gloves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going Fred Astaire. I like that yeah, one. We, we, Fred Astaire's in. Uh, I like, I like uh, Gregory Hines. <clears throat> what about Dick Van Dyke? No. no? Uh, Gregory Hines. Because Dick Van Dyke falls. And you wouldn't uh, let me have Jerry Van Dyke, so right. I'm going for Fred, uh, so Fred we'll Astaire. Stick with Fred Astaire because you know he yeah. can handle himself with some good. And good Gregory ones. Hines, Gregory Hines, Gregory Hines. I'm fine. Jim, with Gregory, I Hines. Can go Gregory Hines. Okay, three out four. Sorry, like <laughs> only one tap shoe though. That's okay. the one he can glide on. The other one's got to be a regular shoe. Well, who's the captain? Picard or Hale? That's a tough one. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart or Patrick Stewart or, or Alan Hale. G- <sighs> I feel I, like Alan. Hill I suppose would get too upset. we don't need live celebrities or actors to do this. <laughs> Correct. Well, hold on a second. Are we doing all male? I, I have two. I had two male and two female. That's fine. You can put some female okay. in here too. All right. If we're doing mixed, if it, the, the four. men's, women's. But if we're doing mixed, we're you only do two four. apparently. The, the, four, no. the fours are all same sex. Fours right? are, okay. are, are, are well, we can do. Let's do men here, and then we'll do female. Right. Yeah, because two. We'll, we'll do a men's team and a women's team. Okay. Two and, and a mixed doubles team. No, we're not doing that many. Somebody <laughs> explain to me, Carling. <laughs> so we got Alan Hale or Picard. Picard. I'll give you Alan Hale. I'll give you Alan yeah, Hale. I still don't understand how they score. So we got Alan Hale, Closest Fred Astaire, and Gregory Hines. Middle. And what's the last part? What's the last person? It'd be like the number two, like the second, the, the, the second last person to throw the stone. Okay, how about number two from uh, Austin Powers? Uh, Robert no. uh, <laughs> number two, Robert Wagner, two or Robert, Robert Wagner, Wagner. Or, <laughs> or, and he's good at throwing or, stuff. Or Rob Lowe, or, or Rob Lowe. It's Natalie Wood. He's good at I throwing Rob stuff. Lowe. <laughs> I vote Rob Lowe. I vote playing young number two. I'm telling you, Robert I Wagner. Like, he knows how to do it. Yeah, that's the problem. Is Robert Wagner will end up in jail before we get oh, that? Oh, I don't think oh, that's wait, happening. Hold on a second. Or we can have him alternate during the course. <laughs> Of the game. Depending on if it's a flashback or it's not. Right. I like it. I like that. <laughs> you like that? The, so, beginning, the first, the first the four The first ends. four are Robert Wagner. The last four are the... So we got Rob Lowe and Robert right. Wagner. There's your team. Right. There's your team. That's a good one. Okay, we, we can do a quick female team then. I was thinking brooms. What, what better broom person with magic, with a twinkle of their nose... Copperfield? To manipulate the stone would be Elizabeth Montgomery. I, oh. I can live, I like that. From I wished. Okay. I second to Elizabeth yes. Montgomery. I was thinking, if yeah. we're talking brooms, though, uh, you got, uh, oh, crap, what's her name? Martha Stewart. No, I was going to say Katniss Everdeen. Uh, Ooh, Katniss. Jennifer Lawrence. Je- Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Vote for she, that. Um, she was she in the movie wear, Joy. That's right, and she has to wear that uh, plunging neckline dress she was in this week. I didn't see it. Wow, curling. Uh, 
but but but, but she, she created a new broom in the movie Joy so and all, revolutionized the broom world. Work. But she does fall down. Yeah, but it's Jennifer Lawrence. In, in Joy? No, walking oh. up to collect her oh. best well, actress. She award. won't be wearing a big long dress <laughs> while curling. So we got How's Elizabeth that? Montgomery and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and I was thinking uh, somebody else. You know, for the broom action. What you need is somebody that's good on getting down on their knees for like the stone and getting up on their knees and getting up on their knees and getting up. Remy and LaCroix two, and the two-handed action back and forth. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky? Yes, it's Remy LaCroix. <laughs> Did you read my notes? No, we read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> We've been with you for 200 episodes. So now we need a skip. I t- I, I'll go with Martha Stewart because she kind of makes sure everybody knows how to sweep their house. And she could have Snoop Dogg play her in. Did she is she considered an actress? Because it was actors, actors. She was on uh, two. Has she ever played anyone other than is she, herself? Is she credited in a TV show? Yes, or uh, a movie? the two girls, uh, two broke girls. Two she's broke girls. A uh, recurring role. Is she in as Martha Stewart? Yes. See, playing yourself doesn't count. Okay, uh, but but it's two broke girls. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so so she's out. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, we How about the captain? Could be uh, the female captain from Star Trek, Janeway. Yeah. Catherine Janeway? I'm going with Catherine Janeway. You didn't uh, give me Picard. Give me this. But what experience does she have with brooms? <laughs> Nothing, but she's a captain. What type of experience does Alan Hale have with brooms? <laughs> He's a skipper. <laughs> <laughs> and he made stuff out of coconuts. Fine. Professor now, how, about, David to him. how about just to make it even, how about Nallie Wood? <laughs> no. 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 How about Don Wells? <laughs> <laughs> Marianne? Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, God. Is she like the only one still alive? I don't Bob know. Still Can alive? we finish no. this segment? <laughs> right, who would be the female captain on our curling team? Uh-oh. We're in trouble here. Uh, who was the captain in, in Star Wars, the most uh, recent one? Uh, Jane Erso? No, not Jane Erso. Right? Uh, she runs? No, she does the no. no. Uh, Haldo. Yes. Uh, oh, Lauren Dern. The, the, yeah. pers- the person who will fly their ship into the other ships to just... Fuck you. Hey, we're going hard. Lord Dern. Throw the stones and knock the other opponent's stones off the bullseyes. Target. I like it. Lord Dern. Lord so Dern. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this to us, but thanks. <laughs> if it was you, thank you. <laughs> if it was you, damn you. <laughs> This is your third take. The music is for News of the Geek. Da-da-da! Do you like that, Jeff? It is much better music than we've used for the last month. Okay, that's good. Breaking news! Ooh, not even on the outline? Magnum P.I., the reboot, is dead. No. No. (laughs) CBS has cast the lead. No. Magnum P.I. Johnny Weir. Not Matthew McConaughey. Jay Hernandez. Who? Remember him? Yeah, wasn't he in uh, Suicide Squad? Yes, he was also Antonio on Hang Time, if you remember that bad TV nope. show. What? Uh, I'll show you. He was in Swim Fan, so there you go, just to let you know. He was right. also in, uh, what was that, uh, the baseball movie, uh, The Rookie? There you go. He was one of the high school yes, kids. Yes, he was. So Jay Hernandez is the new Magnum P.I. Is he the fire guy? In... Yes. El Diablo? Yeah, he or... was El Diablo. No, uh, qu- no comment if he's going uh, have a Diablo? mustache. Yeah, he was, was a Diablo. Okay. No comment if he's going to have a mustache or not. So, Hostel. Oh yeah, he was in Hostel. I never saw it. Friday Night Lights. Yep. The movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was in Bright. 
Oh, well, uh, nobody saw that. So yeah. like, I watched <laughs> about 45 <laughs> minutes of it. And? I only watched 45 okay. minutes of it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, this is the other news. Yeah. First Star Wars press release. David Benioff and D.B. Benioff. Weiss are going from Weiss. Winter- I said that right. Yeah, but I just wanted to yell at you anyway. From Winterfell to a galaxy far, far away. Winterfell. Stop it. <laughs> it was announced that these two schmucks, creators of the Smash It Emmy Award winning television series Game of Thrones, will write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. Yay. Welcome aboard. These new films will be separate from both the Skywalker saga and the re- recently announced trilogy being developed by Rian Johnson. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, director of the Star Wars The Last Jedi. Jedi. David and Dan are some of the best storytellers working today, said Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> no, 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 no. David and Dan are good at telling George R. R. Martin's stories. Oh, I'm sorry. Their so command far. of complex characters, depth of story, and richness of mythology will break new ground. And In boldly... Nudity. Push Star Wars in ways I find incredibly exciting. Into the R-rated genre. Yeah, Make it Wookiees. If they have sex... uh, What do they call that? Uh, Sex bots? Sex bots? No, that is not what... (laughs) Sexual intercourse? Sex Uh, troopers? uh, In uh, uh, Game of Thrones, when they're having sex and they're giving the... uh, uh, Scissoring? Penis. Unix. Unix. Wow, not even what? close to what I'm thinking. Yeah, we have no idea what you're doing. You're waving your hands around. And then you're yelling penis. This does not mean penis. Doesn't mean, uh, sometimes you'll be grabbing it everywhere. When they're advancing the plot and discussing stuff while having sex. That looks like they, a circus seal over uh, there. Anyways. Oh, 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 oh. Moving on. Just shut up. Like, like, like bedroom talk? Like sexplanation or something Sexplanation. Like yeah, yeah, penis. We got it. <laughs> Penis, 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 <laughs> floppy wiener, biggie wiener. That, that, that is making more sense than what you were trying to do. <laughs> Moving on. Can we cut this? I'm going to cut this. No. no. Edit it right out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You touch that. Don't you touch it. Huh? Don't you do it. Huh? Don't you do uh, it. Don't, I will give you Kevin Spacey impression again. Okay, I won't do it. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. You gave me it anyway. <laughs> Just like your STD. <laughs> you don't want it, but I gave it to you. Anyways, no release what? date. <laughs> no release dates have been set. Apparently, for don't sit down on the toilet here, Jim. <laughs> no release dates have been set for the new films, and there have been, thankfully, no sightings of White Walkers around Lucasfilm. <laughs> Thank you, Star Wars press release. Yeah. I'm sure I'm good with it. That means there's six films coming out that are tri- two different trilogies. At least we know three are going to be better than Ryan Johnson's. Stop it. We don't know that at all. I know it right away. I don't. If, I, and if I'm counting on Benioff and Weiss to come up with something on their own, they're doing a shit poor job doing it. At, wasn't, uh, wasn't Weiss in Cutting Edge? That's Sweeney. Never mind. DB uh, <laughs> Sweeney. My I bad. can't wait. I'm going to love it when they come up and they introduce this new great character. Everybody loves them and they kill them off in the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then Blake will bitch. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Per Mashable. But, but hold on a second. Oh, God. Don't you want fans writing your trilogies rather than hirelings? No, I agree. You know, I mean, like, look at what Peter Jackson did for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just if you just uh, schlepped it off to a bunch of hirelings that some big studio said, yeah, I want this guy to do it, rather than a guy that's a big fan and says, I want to do this. 
Yeah, because Ben and all, yeah. uh, Benioff and, Mike's, and Weiss were big but, fans of Game of Thrones. And they said they'd be an honor to do it. Exactly, and they're so, big fans of Star Wars. Now, I, what would be cutting edge is if they actually went R-rated yeah. on a serious I mean, I'll say Benioff and Weiss are great at adapting already written material. But when they have to write their own stuff, and the fact that it says they were hired to be the writers... No, 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 they're going to adapt George Lucas's oh, writings. Oh, well, it might be good, then. It might make George Lucas's writings better. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, see? Um, With a lot of explanation. I don't understand why nobody likes Jar uh, Jar Binks. Anyways, uh, Pearl Mashable... What, why did Kevin Spacey talk? No, that's George Lucas. Uh, let's see here. I thought that was Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm George R. Biggs. Everyone likes me. Why are you doing George R. R. Martin? <laughs> I'm a hobbit, you know. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, much better than our last impression round table. Moving on. Uh, Mashable. This is, again, Hobie on the zeitgeist here. That's right. Kim Jong-un impersonator. The same one that we talked about last week. Went to greet North Korean cheerleaders at the Winter Olympics. And you can bet it caused quite the stir. The cheerleaders were quoted as saying, please help us. <laughs> Only identified as Howard, the Australian man of Chinese descent attended the women's ice hockey match between a unified Korean team and Japan. During the match, he walked over to the group of the North Koreans weighing, waving a unified Korean flag. Only to be pushed aside by a group of apparent DPRK minders. That's North Korean. That's yes. Democratic People's Republic of Korea. That's right. Really? Right. Suffice to say, the some uh, some of the North Korean cheerleaders weren't so impressed, and North Korean heavies, quote unquote, tried to force him out of the arena. Soon after, Howard said he was surrounded by South Korean police officers who didn't let him leave for his own protection. <laughs> he was eventually released, but after the game finished, he says to quote, "Now you have to do this in your Australian <laughs> Kim Jong Un impersonator <laughs> accent." Oh, let me get, let me get, oh, shrimp on the body. Okay, good. They were kicking me in the shins, these tough guys, and they're shouting something Korean really angrily, he told the Australian radio station. Yeah, put our shrimp on the bar. They told me that they had to detain me for my own safety. I, lo- I told them, look, mate, that's, that's not a, a knife. knife. <laughs> this is a knife. I didn't break any laws. I didn't make any political statements. I told them, I just turned up as a ticket holder. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What was that? I don't have to watch the game like anyone else. He had it. Did he go from Sean Connery to Popeye all while trying to do an Australian accent? And I still think think a Southern Bayou accent (laughs) just stuck in there. I still think there's some Cajun in there, too. That's my Australian. Anyway, he said, I'm not a shrimp on the bottom. I'm not just a lookalike. I consider myself an satirist. A satirist, satarist. <laughs> no, like, he considers himself a person who plays the sitar. That, uh, no, I'm getting this right. He, he thinks he's a satire from the Monster Manual. Bobby <laughs> Shankar. The people that come out from country with freedom of speech, good day. I think it's important to take the piss out of our leaders. The most feared weapon of any dictatorship is satire. Did I just become a 1950s uh, news anchor there? <laughs> We don't know what you became. We're <laughs> still trying to figure it out. <laughs> he did say he was kicked by the heavies as well. Yeah. In the shins. Oh, what you kick in the shins? That's how the North Koreans get you. <laughs> 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 right. You know, it is kind of funny. I, I, I looked a little bit more into this because I'm like, why are there like so many North Korean cheerleaders here? I didn't understand. There's like like over 200. Because they're trying to escape. North, no, that's North Koreans sent <laughs> they bust down. bust them in. 
Yeah, and then, and apparently this is on purpose. This was uh, intentionally done to have North Korea send large contingents of people south of the demilitarized zone into the Olympics to deter the North Koreans from doing something stupid to the Olympics. Okay. Which is why they've been promoting this, you know, unified... Oh, you know, we Korea. bust them in. No, not we bust. We didn't bust them in. South Korea and the Olympic Committee. Oh, everybody. okay. But but Nor- I thought North Korea was sending them. They were taking them from North Korea. They weren't we're taking them from North Korea. It was a, it was a requirement <laughs> that North Korea send a con- large contingent to the Olympics to stop them from doing something crazy. Although, no offense, would that actually stop... <laughs> no, if you look back Stop at their history, they've man been sent to do that. commando assassin teams south of the line. They've done all kinds of crazy allegedly. shit in the past. But no, not allegedly. <laughs> this is a fact. But they would send hundreds or maybe even thousands of their own people and then bomb the hell out of them exactly. anyway. I mean, why, that's not going to deter it for them. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is that most of these females go through uh, intensive training, <clears throat> brainwashing, and they're selected from North Korean uh, ruling families. And so they, they, that was kind of the thing. So if you send the ruling family children down, they're kind of like, you know, like uh, Game of Thrones captives. They're eunuchs? Uh, yeah. You know, so it's like having a Theon Greyjoy on in yeah. your camp. So how do you, how do you keep those uh, guys in line? You take their children and you hold uh, on to them as... Uh, so you say, damn you, Balon, if you try to do anything, Theon's going to get it. That's right. Balon, Balon didn't like Theon, though, so it really, yeah, really lost there. here. Good. It's okay. Uh, Just work on your accent for next week. <laughs> Great accent. I think it was fine <laughs> if you were trying to do God knows what. <laughs> Desilus Studios is working on V, the movie, a big screen version of the classic 80s oh, I thought miniseries. That was five. No, not five. The 80s miniseries that led to a sequel, a prequel, and two different TV series in 85 and 2009. The 2009 was not good. Oh, I was going to say 2009 was great. 85 was terrible. 85's TV what? series was bad. Yeah. 2009 uh, show was great. I was uh, disappointed I didn't even get when it was that. canceled. Kenneth Johnson, who created the original project and is only his only cash cow, will be writing and directing. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Uh, I got, uh, we got uh, Kenneth Johnson on line seven. Oh, God, he's going to pitch the V movie, is it? <laughs> no, no, he said that it isn't. It isn't. He said something different. It's called Five, Roman numeral Five. Okay, send him on in. Hi, uh, hi, Ken. How you doing? Yeah, uh, I got this uh, idea about uh, uh, aliens attacking. <laughs> yes, we know. It's called V. No, 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 no. Uh, here's it's, a twist. It's Five. It's called Roman numeral five. five. See, the twist is they're lizards. No, no, I think that happened the last two times. No, 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 no. It's not. Oh, it's okay, totally okay. different. Okay, no, no, no. They're lizards in human costumes. I think, Ken, that happened last time, yeah. right? No, 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 no. We had them in different costumes last time. We had. They were actually hamsters. Uh, so, anyways, Ken Johnson uh, is writing it and directing it, and I'm sure that's going to be an awesome film in the next six years. It's called Persistence. Yes. Uh, what the hell is Desilu Studios? Desilu. Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball's studio. No, oh, what have they done? V the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I Love Lucy. And Five the movie. And Roman numeral five. This is Blake's favorite news article of the week. Let's wrap it up here. <laughs> yeah. Per Business Insider. I like the fact that this is in Business yes. Insider. Yeah. Fifty Shades Freed. Yay. Includes a lot of sex scenes. Really? Not one with the butt plug, though. 
including a rather ridiculous one involving ice cream. Mm, but the making of flavor? them sounds vanilla. Oh, uh, but the making of them sounds like they were anything but sexy. Uh, he puts vanilla in her uh, hoo ha. Yes. And uh, eats it out. And it becomes not it, vanilla. It, well, here's the issue. It melts? They had to do a public service announcement uh, advising people not to do this. No, because it sounds sanitary. Because yeah. it can lead to yeast infections. Yeast <laughs> and this is the world we live in that we're asking people not to put ice cream in we, their vaginas and not to eat Tide Yeah, but Hold on. Did Dakota Johnson actually have her hoo-ha filled vanilla know. ice cream? I, I don't know. Oh, read on, Jason. <laughs> to quote... You have to do this in your best Dakota Johnson voice. <laughs> I had these sort of strapless thongs that had glue on them. <sighs> it's not glue, but it's sticky. It's sticky. <laughs> Dakota like Johnson her. told I, Mary Claire. She said it was sticky. <laughs> about filming scenes with co-star Jamie Dornan. They're like basically if the, it were a nipple pasty, but underwear. The thongs needed to be glued on in order to make sure the actress was covered. It would also come off because the adhesive would wear out. So then they would super glue it to my body so it wouldn't fall off. <laughs> and I would wear two of them. It's not painful. I mean, it's barely anything. I guess you have some sense of being covered. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> she said, fucking bizarre. <laughs> oh. I'm not to continue. I've got a different one because I have her saying it's king. King. Baking. King. <laughs> King. During a recent appearance on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Doran said he had to cover his, had to cover his junk with a bag while filming. I said bag. I was thinking paper bag. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell production company is this? It's a grocery bag. <laughs> we'll go out and read. Continue reading. <laughs> Do your Jamie Was Doran it a by Jamie Doran? I think he's from England. Yeah. Okay. Come okay. me. Nope. Nope. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Still> on. <laughs> well, there was a selection of them for me, and I picked one. I can't do it. Anyways, I sort of picked one that I liked the look of, or whatever the shape of. <laughs> shape of. <laughs> I picked it up, and in the seam it said, inmate number three. <laughs> he said it was like sewed into it, and I was like, fuck. This has been used before. <laughs> and then when you picture the guy playing inmate number three in a movie in your head, it's not sexy. <laughs> Can I get a new one? <laughs> you know, fuck it. I'm not wearing it. I'm just good. <laughs> well, see, I just, when I first started reading it, I'm like, inmate number three. I thought it was sewn by inmate number three. <laughs> that was my thought. Sewn and inspected. <laughs> so there uh, you go. Kind of like the underwear they make in... Uh, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Or make, or the girls walk around wearing. Yeah. Who buys that? <laughs> there are people that There's do. a market for people that buy used underwear, and it scares me. Yes. Yeah. There was, <laughs> I remember there was an episode of uh, CSI yeah. all about it. Well, that's pretty realistic, CSI. I'm sure there was probably <laughs> well, somebody <laughs> who used to be in our fantasy hockey league who probably did that. For true. Uh, this week's episode, <laughs> this week's uh, news. That was before I joined the hockey league. <laughs> this week's uh, news of the geek was uh, sponsored by Prison Underwear. If you uh, need to go and see some stinky incarcerated underwear, come Ask to prison. For inmate number three. <laughs> that's right. 19.99 takes six to eight weeks to get shipped to. <laughs> Anyways, there's your news of the geek. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. 
maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Jeff, where are you doing September 14th through 16th? I'm going to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. You know who else is going there? Jamie Lannister. Woohoo! I don't know Game of Thrones, but it's a pretty big name. Maria Hill will be there, too. Yes, Colby Smolders. So, you're a big uh, Game of Thrones fan. I am. Are you excited to see Jamie Lannister? I am. I If if the line's not too long, I kind of would like to get a little autograph action there. Uh, unfortunately, you have a restraining order. But besides Damn. that... Uh, yes, yeah, so September 14th through the 16th at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Hobie will be there. That's a big one. Uh, along with uh, Jamie Lannister, uh, Maria Hill, and lots more. Go to CincinnatiComicExpo.com. They are starting to announce the guest uh, artist, writers uh, of comic books. we got uh, novelists. I think that's the word, right? Novelists? People who write novels. There you go. And lots of movie and TV stars uh, that will be announced soon. So CincinnatiComicExpo.com and get your ticket now. It's time for Box Office Bombs. All right, Box Office Bombs. Uh, Early Man made $3.5 million in its opening weekend on a $50 million budget. It looked bad. What the fuck is Early Man again? Uh, that's the Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yes. Wallace the and Gromit Caveman. Nick yes. Park. Yes, it looked yeah. bad. Yeah. Stick to what got you there. Yes. Don't branch out. That's the lesson. Stick with chickens. You need you, a microphone, but like, sit up. You tried <laughs> and failed. The lesson is here is don't try. Ever. Uh, from Doug, after one day, Black Panther has made more domestically than the last... Fantastic Four, and Alien movies. That's impressive. That's, I mean, that's a good direct comparison there. You know, mm-hmm. Black Panther to Fantastic Four. Yep. You, know, you, you got you know, Michael B. Jordan in both superhero movies, and the entire run of Fantastic Four made less money than the first day of Black Panther. It's well-deserved. All right. And speaking of Black Panther, it made $192 million in its opening weekend, a total of $235 million on a budget of $200 million. Uh, two thirty-five because of Monday, because of President's Day. Ah, okay. Bust. So. What a bust, jeez. <laughs> so, so President's Day isn't actually counted in the weekend. Correct. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I, th- I thought they counted holiday weekends. They do, but I holiday. didn't. Oh, I I just did the three-day weekend. I, I thought maybe it was like just pre-sales for future... No, days or something. Uh, no, so it made another between Thursday night. Yeah, it made and another forty some odd million. Yeah, on... between Thursday night and Monday. Wow. All right. Peter <coughs> Rabbit made seventeen point five million, a total of forty eight million on a budget of fifty million. Okay, let me have a talk with America here. I know there are dark times sometimes. This might be the darkest. What the fuck are you doing, America? Stop it. Peter Rabbit is now going to be profitable. Stop it. Do you not know? Have you not learned from the Emoji Movie? God. I mean, they're making a second Boss Baby because of you people. Stop it. 
Just stop it. I have kids. I know. I don't take them to see Emoji Movie. I don't take them to see Peter Rabbit. I didn't take them to see Boss Baby. I can't wait for the sequel. It's going to be Medea's Peter Rabbit. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. So excited. Stop it, people. Stop it. Okay, moving on to better movies. Fifty Shades Freed made $17 million, a total of $76 million on a $55 million budget. I'm, bo- I'm boycotting it. They didn't do the butt plug scene. I'm not, do- I'm not watching it. And that remember- is where I'm taking my stand, America. And remember, don't eat ice cream. Don't put ice cream in your vajayjay. Yes, please do not. It, I love that they have OBGYNs. <laughs> they had OBGYNs. The more you know. Doctors come out and say that. <laughs> they had to do this in America. Because it changes the entire flavor of the ice cream. (laughs) No longer vanilla. Uh, Coming in fourth this week. Just going shut up. I'm not adding anything to that. uh, Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle made eight million, a total of three hundred and seventy-eight million on a ninety million dollar budget. Sequel got greenlit. That is ninety millions. Three hundred. That is a great return on investment. That's not even counting international. I mean, Black Panther made a bunch of money, but the return on investment isn't as good. Now, granted, Jumanji's been out for many more weeks, you know what, and Black J- Panther will probably get up there. Good but. for them, though. I mean, Jumanji could have been a really bad movie. Well, they already made it. a bad version, so they decided to make a good version this That's time. That's right. The Star Thur or whatever is the Star one. Was it Thura? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Jeff was Shut talking up. about the first Jumanji movie. I don't know what he's yeah. talking about. I don't know, Jeff. So how much <laughs> is The Rock going to demand in payment for the next one? A billion dollars. <laughs> Well, because you have to take time from being president. That's true. <laughs> oh, wait. He'll have to stop acting when he comes I don't president. want him to be president because he's going to take away from Rampage 2. <laughs> and maybe Baywatch 2. <laughs> Zach Efron will get that. And the, the sequel to uh, Witch Mountain. Return of, I was about to say. <laughs> Return of Witch Escape Mountain. Escape 2, Witch Mountain. <laughs> Still waiting for the Runaway 2. Escape Still Runaway. waiting. You'll be waiting a while on that. Him one. and Sean William Scott had good chemistry. All right, and fifth, the 1517 to Paris made $8 million, a total of $25.5 million on a $30 million budget. I guess the return rate was 15 to 17. Oh. Wah, wah, it's a giant wah. banner. Boo. I should edit that out. <laughs> that require you doing work. <sighs> good point. You yeah. won't do that. So it's good to have a lazy sound guy. <laughs> Upcoming, February 23rd of this year. Yeah. Not 2017. Intern, Esmeralda! <laughs> You're fired. We need to nope. find a new, new Good one. Good we got Jasmine in the corner. Game night. Well, we, you keep him in the corner for the replacement? You have a replacement no, lined up in I the didn't corner? Say <laughs> I didn't say that. What, are you a North Korean dictator? There. Don't worry about it. A game night. Game night is coming out. I'm looking forward to that. That looks fun. Mm-hmm. I think my wife and I are going to see that. Uh, Blake was the one who uh, forced us to watch the preview the first time, and I said, thank you, Blake. That was fun. That was the first time anyone on this show has said, thanks, Blake. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also coming out, Annihilation. Awful. Eh. Uh, I read the synopsis of the books. I read spoilers of the books. Is this like a Maze Runner movie? No, no. It's Natalie Portman, my future ex-wife. Oh, that's uh, okay. I read what the books were about. Oh, God. It, it. I don't think the previews look good now that I know which one it is. Yeah. I'm just... Uh. It's a trilogy. The interesting thing is the books, they came out within eight months of each other total. And uh, three books came out in eight months. They were trying to do like a Netflix thing. 
Ah, okay. I, I thought they were trying to do the anti-George Martin thing. That too? Okay, Jason, why is it okay for you to get mm-hmm. this, this kind of crazy that is like Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. but it'd be wrong for me to get the crazy that is Jennifer Aniston? Portman has skills in terms of acting. But she's also... How's she crazy? She's so crazy! <laughs> oh, yeah, she uh, does die when she gives birth just because she's sad. <laughs> I'm sad. Uh, I, I would tell you how she's crazy, but it might insult listeners, and they might then pick it and protest and throw okay, blood so never at mind, us. Okay, so never mind, never mind, never mind. We'll get on the hall to listen to that crazy. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just marry Alexa Bliss. Mm. Oh. Anyway, Every Day is also opening up this Friday. What is Every Day? I don't know. Okay. Ask the intern. Uh, Samson also had a rough outing this week. I just didn't give a shit. Neither did our intern. Samson was... Oh, yeah. That came out this past yeah, week. Yeah, box office bombs. Samson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it opened. Yeah. Every day. No, every day is about a biologist that goes to a biological disaster site and everything violates the laws of... Uh, That's annihilation. Environment, whatever. That's annihilation. That actually sounds... That's annihilation? Oh, no. Every day... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> every day is a 16-year-old girl falls in love with a character named A... But the problem is, A, uh, oh! inhabits a, bo- a different body every day. So every day, they're trying to find each other again. That so actually looked fairly <clears throat> enjoyable it's when like, I saw the It's like preview. Body Snatchers meets 50 Days and Night, 50 First Days. And dates. Groundhog yeah. Day. And Groundhog Day, yeah. Yeah, but that would be the Does weirdest. Does she relive the same day over, or she just has to find him again? No, it's, it's every, every day is in a different, different body. body. I get so, that, but it's not the same day over and over. No, 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 no. no. Okay. So, so the one person, when they realize they mm-hmm. love this person, but they, so like every day, yeah, that, it, it looks intriguing. It's well, a, I see it in a theater. It's based on a novel that apparently was pretty popular. Mm. So was The Astronaut's Wife, but they hated that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> was that Halle Berry? No. Oh, that was Charlize, wasn't it? I don't even remember. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, let's do buy, sell, Jim. Jeff, whatever your name is. Whatever my name yes. is? Um, We're buying and selling the stock here, people. Uh, and, and we've got prices from the uh, yes. Hollywood Stock Exchange. Uh, we got Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. He is currently at ninety-eight dollars and fifty cents, comparison to Chris Hemsworth, who is at a hundred dollars and eighty-two cents. Jeff, I'm buying Chadwick Boseman stock. I do too. I think Chadwick Boseman is going to have a long career, and I plan on holding on to that for forty years. Uh, get that boo. Uh, get that man a boo, shield. What? Get that man a shield. No, I'm I'm sorry, but was I, that wasn't a joke or something? Oh, okay. You were going to. I, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm just saying he's going to have a 40 year career, oh, and I okay. want to hold on to his stock for that long. Much better I, than was, Liam Hemsworth. Was, was there a joke I missed? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Did I inadvertently no, tell no, a joke? <laughs> get that man a shield. Jim, are you buying? Uh, I will buy Chadwick Boseman. Same with me, Blake. Uh, good investment. There you go. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Mm, uh, yummy. Stock is at $100.31. Uh, We're comparing him to apparently Tom Hiddleston, who's at $90.31. Villains in Marvel movies. Ah, gotcha. I went with the biggest one. Uh, I would buy Michael B. Jordan. He's in Creed 2. I'm excited. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, is, yeah. is he's got a long list of stuff. I, would, ahead of I, I think he's going to have a hell of a career. And I agree, too. I think these two. And honestly, get these two together in other movies, not even necessarily yes. like where they're... Creed 3. <laughs> not where they're like necessarily nemeses or anything, but where, you know, 
I think they could actually, yeah, they could do great movies together, like those those actors of old who you know always appear show up in movies together. Abbott Costello. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Bogey like, and Bacall, but without the romantic stuff. Or, or with the romantic uh, stuff. Hope and uh, Bob Hope and was it yeah, Hope Hope and Crosby. Laurel and Hardy. Hope and Crosby. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Blake, you buying or selling? Michael B. Jordan. Well, uh, I recognize a gem mm-hmm. in the stocks when he played Torch Boy, mm-hmm. and I yeah. bought a lot of him. A lot he of that did buy a lot time. of Michael B. Jordan early because right. I knew there's only one way to go, and that was up. That's right. It was a penny stock then. Yeah. So at, at and this now point, it's a hundred dollars. At this stock. point, I probably would sell, so I guarantee myself a profit. Gotcha. And then buy back up yeah. later. Jim, what are you doing? Um, again, I I've seen him in a lot of things early. Thought he was going to do great things. I think he's. Due to have a little fall off here in like a year or two, and then okay. you're going to rebound to something else big. So you're selling, I'm selling in the currently meantime. Currently sell in the meantime, but plans on buying later. Okay, he's great in Fruitvale's uh, station. Uh, what else we got? That was also the same director as. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, uh, Ryan Coogler. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. He also did read. Uh, did Creed too. So he's had oh. Michael B. Jordan in three films. So good for him. Well, they work well together yeah. apparently. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Uh, which was he in this week? Uh, he was an early man. He was a voice. Ah, okay. He was also in the, uh, people think I'm smart because I talk like this. Yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> I just didn't realize that he was doing a voice. Yes. In a, no. uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh, he is currently at, uh, just under $75 on the, uh, mm-hmm. stock exchange, comparing to James McAvoy, who's about $79. But, Jeff, somebody? I, Eddie Redmayne will do a lot of great movies. Mm-hmm. Whether there are going to be a lot of profitable movies, I'm not sure. The return to investment here is not going to be good. Yeah, you have to do a lot of day trading with Eddie. Exactly. You got to try. You got to try and gauge the market on yeah, a daily find, basis with him. Find out when he's low and see what's coming up in the pipeline. Yes, it's too much effort. I'm selling. I'm selling him today. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sell at at, at seventy five. I'd be probably selling him, and to look in the future to see because I think he'll he's a great actor and I think he'll do uh, do some good movies. All depends on where those movies fall in the profit scale. Okay. And uh, that is our box office report for this week. Okay. All right. That music makes me think it's time for Fergie to start singing. My homes, my homes, my lovely, lovely. DJ Colleen! All I want for Christmas. <laughs> Sorry for deafening everyone out there. Is you. Which one's his microphone I can unplug? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> hey, moving on. What do we got? Uh, let's see. Top five this week. Our top five favorite opening scenes in film. Ooh. So we're going out there for those uh, moving pictures. Talkies, you see? Yeah, They don't have to be talkies. Oh, sorry. But all mine are. Okay. <laughs> Blake, start us off. What's your number five? Oh, man. My number five. It's an old, oldie but goodie, you know, movie. Starts out with some old Simon and Garfunkel. It's uh, Sounds of Silence. The Graduate. Graduate. Yes. Never seen it. I'm You've never kidding. seen it? I honestly don't remember how it starts. Let me just say one word to you. Plastics. That's the uh, opening scene? Yeah, it's the uh, dinner party. He comes home. Oh. Uh, he comes home from college. 
Yes. It's his, it's his graduation party. Yes, and his parents are there at the party, and he's trying to avoid everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually he goes mm-hmm. up and hides in his room, and that's when... That was all that early in the movie? For some reason, I thought things happened before that. No, he becomes a, <laughs> an annoying stalker later in the movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's your number five? My number five. It's it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Littering and... Littering, littering and... and. Smoking the reefer, the super troopers. Good, good opening. That, that that hooks you in. That lets you know what to expect. Mm. <laughs> the schnozberry smell like schnozberry. <laughs> or taste? Is it taste? taste? Taste. Everybody excited about seeing the new one? I am. I am too. Yes. It looks funny. It looks much better than that uh, Murder Island one. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the only funny there. Saw, if, uh, Club scene, Dread. Club Dread. Yeah. The only funny scene was the Pac Man scene, and that wasn't that funny. No. <laughs> But uh, the, the, Slam and Salmon was Slam much and better. Slam and Salmon was much better than that. And that was That's direct true. Uh, DVD. Yeah, they didn't ever release that one in the theaters. Uh, Jeff, what's your number five? I hobied it. Okay. I couldn't decide which one to put on the list, so I'm mm-hmm. putting them both on. Okay. I'm going with the uh, opening scene from The Matrix. Oh, okay. The the, the Trinity, uh, the first time you actually get to see, you know, bullet time stuff mm-hmm. done. Mainly because it's just so iconic of a, of a scene. I don't have a problem with that. And I... Uh, I have a problem with the rest of the movie, but I don't have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just on the opening scene. Correct. And I'm uh, hobying that with uh, Sin City. The, like, one of two good performances Josh Hartnett gives his entire life. Uh, the, the opening uh, assassin on the balcony scene of I Sin thought that City. was the... Uh, when you said Sin City, I was like, that's the only one I could think is the opening. Okay, that's that was a pretty one. cool scene. I like that one. And it gets you into the movie, shows you how stylistically what the movie's going to be like. Uh, my number five mm. is a little bit off. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have seen this movie. I know you guys have heard me talk about it. Uh, it's a 13-minute opening between three different stories all connected. Magnolia. Oh, I've seen it. I love that I don't that remember how scene. it opens. Yeah, uh, there's a man murdered by vagrants whose names match the location of the murder. There is a blackjack dealer dying in a freak accident caused by the alcoholic pilot who assaulted him at the casino, and a young man inadvertently being killed by his mother as he attempts to commit suicide and falling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's just, it's fun because, uh, not, not that they all die, but it's interesting to see, like, okay, this movie, everybody's going to be connecting, you got to kind of figure out why. Oh, yeah. uh, I have yet to, it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's probably been about five years, six years. It's a long movie, yeah. uh, but it's well done, really well done. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson knows mm-hmm. how to to block scenes and, and mm-hmm. visually make interesting scenes. I remember going into that th- movie not knowing what it was. I was seeing it with my brother who was at the theater at the time, mm-hmm. and we had no idea what it was about. And that first opening scene was like, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> and Tom Cruise gives a hell of a performance for once. What do you mean for once? He's great in all the Mission Impossible movies. No. Especially when he runs. Running. Uh, my fourth is I hobied it. Uh, don't worry, nobody's going to have these two. Uh, I have Halloween. Uh, Michael Myers is a kid. Yep, his first kill. Mm -hmm. And Scream. I put the two horror movies together uh, because you didn't expect Drew Barrymore to be killed. uh, Yeah, in the opening opening. scene. Spoilers! And it was iconic, just the brutality of it. Oh, yeah. Do you like scary movies? No, actually, I don't. (laughs) Click. (laughs) And and it kind of, like, shows you what the movie's going to be. It's going to be a... A take a riff on horror movies mm-hmm. while being a horror movie itself. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I can pretty much play the whole beginning of Scream in my mind because I think I've seen that movie probably fifty times and I love Scream. 
Um, but yeah, I love Wes Craven. Yeah, that opening scene you just didn't expect it. What about the opening scene of uh, the first uh, scary movie? I don't remember that one. No. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, what's your number four, Jeff? Uh, my number four, I have a feeling I'm going to be knocking this off your list, but this is where it fell on mine, is up. It's tied for number one for me. Tied, okay. <laughs> I hope you number one. Man, that's a rough it's, one. It's, it's a great opening scene, I, and I know it appeared in like every list I looked at, and I'm like, deservedly so. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is, a, is a great opening. As a matter of fact, again, that opening scene I think is better than the movie. You know what? I don't disagree with you because the movie has some ups and downs. It's yeah. fun. I like the movie, yeah. but I agree with you. That opening scene, it peaked. Yeah, I mean, it, it sets it up so, you know, you get in the right mindset as mm-hmm. to what's going to go on for the rest of the movie, but it does it in such a way that it's, it, it itself is a beautiful masterwork. Does anybody not cry when watching that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Somebody cutting onions? <laughs> I never cry at that. God. Fucking onions? I still don't think I've seen the entire movie. You just watch the first 20 seasons. minutes? Yeah. You don't even... 10 minutes? 10 minutes? Yeah. Because <laughs> it just shows you, like, your life may not go as as you think, mm-hmm. but they still may, like... Yeah. It's still it their shows life. shows their life together, and it's like, that makes a better movie than the little kid and his merit band. And dear God, mm. when she has a miscarriage, dear God! <laughs> My God, that was awful. So, yeah. Man. Yeah, bum, it's rough. Rough. Bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. What's your number four, Jim? My number four is uh, the bank robbery heist scene in The Dark Knight. I had that as an honorable mention. Honorable but go ahead and tell us why it's yours. Yes. It's just it's just memorable. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, William it, Fincher's in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> William Fincher's in it. That's it's right. great. <laughs> it, just, it introduces you to uh, the Joker and uh, th- this version of the Joker. Killing all his henchmen. Yeah. Yes, I'm supposed to kill the driver. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked it. The only pro- the only issue I didn't, the only reason it was not on my list is, and this is my own fault, because it was the trailer that they showed. They showed that whole scene before a movie. I'm uh, fine with that. And no, no, no. no and so but, it I mean, wasn't yeah. a surprise to yeah. me when oh. I saw it, and that's the only reason it didn't make the top five. It's a hell of a scene. It's a great scene. But it's just because, like, oh, it would have been better if I didn't know that was all and, coming. Uh, what was the line? That which doesn't kill you makes you... Stranger, or yeah, something oh, like I don't that. remember how that went, but I like how the bus kind of connects to everybody. The bus just keeps following, mm-hmm. and when the guy's doing the security, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> boom! Uh, Blake, what's number four? So, well, before I go on, I do have to explain about my top five list. I really don't consider this a complete list, okay? Because when it comes to stuff like this, this is where I like to have access to my movie collection and look at the movies on a shelf and yeah. go, Oh, yeah, but considering that they're in a storage <laughs> unit. Waiting to be unpacked into my new house. Hopefully next month, thank God. <laughs> All right, so number four, I do love, you know, the opening, the, a great, great drum line, Lust for Life, Iggy Pop, you know, the, st- the straight, straight music, getting your blood running, the beginning of train spotting, mm-hmm. along with the, uh, you know, the famous excerpt from the book about Choose Life. You know, you, in the I, Scottish accent that I can't do. Scottish, that you understand. Prime because it's Ewan McGregor and it's not Spud. <laughs> you can understand what the hell Spud says in <laughs> half that movie. What's your number three? Uh, my number three. My number three is uh, I did uh, steal this from uh, Mr. Heno, but it would have made my list no matter what. And that is the opening scene, the the iconic. 
Patton flag and General Patton giving a speech to his uh, troops. Okay. You know, where it includes several famous Patton lines about, you know, it's not your duty to die for your country, but make the other son of a bitch die for his. And what is pretty neat, you know, I've been in military facilities that, that have huge flags like that, and the first thing I do is like, man, look at that patent flag. <laughs> so what? your flag only has 48 stars? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we couldn't afford 50. He doesn't recognize <laughs> those other two states. <laughs> Mississippi <laughs> and Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Sports night. <laughs> That was his yeah. sports night reference. Uh, yeah, there was fifty-two states, uh, Casey, uh, with uh, another you, part of New forgot. York and yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, still fifty states. Still fifty. No, no, no. Cut, man. Uh, we got Jim for number three. My number three will be. It's a lot of the James Bond ones, but I chose it's like almost all. Yeah, I would probably just hope <laughs> all the James Bond. I pretty much all them all together, especially Moonraker. Oh, oh, except for Octopussy. That was a terrible opening. I chose Skyfall. Oh. oh, okay. With the uh, bike chase, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the bicycle chase, motorbike. Oh, motorbike <laughs> chase. <laughs> on top, <laughs> was on top of the uh, roof. Some yeah. of that in uh, Turkey. And just seeing yeah, Daniel Craig even Istanbul. run on some of that yeah. too. Dear God! And it was great when I saw that movie. I, I saw I saw a double feature that day in the theater. I that was the second one I saw. The first one I saw was Taken Two. Oh. And they have a chase, oh, there's, scene, there's a chase scene on the across. exact same roofs. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm like, I've seen this scene before. <laughs> Literally an hour ago. <laughs> it was just Liam Neeson CGI'd on top yeah. of the Daniel biggest, Craig. The biggest difference was in Taken, it was the climax. In Skyfall, it's the opening It's scene. actually just yeah. Daniel Craig with a Liam Neeson mask. Yeah. They didn't even do CGI. <laughs> or they did the beard, the mustache yeah. all like, uh, Anybody? Clark Kent. I don't want to ruin it. Anybody else got James Bond stuff? No. Okay. No. So I, 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 no. I, you could right. you could just like say any James Bond movie. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I thought about James Bond movies, and they they kind of honorable mention. But I was just trying to think which one would I pick. Skyfall and is a good one. Skyfall is a good one. Um, I kind of I kind of thought I liked Quantum of Solace. The car chase. The car chase that was yeah. it, that kind of takes up directly after. Uh, did we ever do top five Bond movies? I don't think we did. We did bottom five, I think. <laughs> Or I just talk about anytime Moonraker's mentioned. Next week I had an idea for top five posters, like actual movie movie posters. posters. Movie posters. So then we'll have to tweet them out as we discuss. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So what's your number three, Jeff? Uh, My number three. Yeah, and again, in this thing with James Bond, uh, pretty much we can do an entire list of uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just chose one here to represent because I think it was the best one. And it's Inglorious Bastards. My number three. It's my number two. Oh, I figured it was going to be. You guys have good taste today. Yeah, I had. I I had all. I actually had that as my number two Tarantino one, and I'll mention. I think Reservoir Dogs. That I'm just sitting at the table, and Mr. Pink doesn't tip. I thought that was going to be on Blake's list. That's actually my tied for number two. Thank you. (laughs) That was my Hobie. And like a my two Tarantinos together. And then Pulp Fiction, the opening scene. Uh, Garcon. Garcon means boy. <laughs> the the uh, Don't any of you fucking pigs miss the robbery. I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Something yeah. glorious bastards is impressive. It was the, the tension. Yeah, the yeah. tension. And he draws it out so nice. Mm-hmm. You got Christoph Waltz. Excellently playing. Yes. Yeah. The, not that, not that having character. to rush to it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Slowly, and even if then it just 
the shoot all the shoot all yeah. the things and then mm-hmm. oh and it just ends. Au revoir, Shoshana. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's your number three? That was my number three. Yes. Uh, that was my number three as well. Uh, my number two is, uh, I thought of this, just one of my favorite scenes to watch over and over, is the boulder scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's my number two. Is my, it? Uh, yes. my, one of number ones. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I knew everyone was going to pick it, so I didn't include it. I, I, I had, it was going to be number five just to <laughs> fuck you guys over. I had to because anytime I see it in the first opening sequence, I have to stop and watch. Yes. It doesn't matter. When what he's else running going, to the plane you know, and the they're rest, all chasing it? Yeah, the rest of the movie, I can oh. move on or mm-hmm. move on or whatever I say, but the, the yeah. whole, whole, you have to watch whole the whole opening, opening scene. whole opening scene, no. I'll, I'll watch. And part of I'll the reason stop I look, and watch. Uh, when I was in school taking my uh, audio-video production classes, we did one class where we stripped all the sound mm-hmm. from that scene and made it our own and put it all back in. And... It was just that that was fun to do, and so we. I remember, yeah. And did you do? It was uh, like thirteen minutes. It's like, wow, that is a lot of work. <laughs> you just do yakety sax on. Yeah, we did. Yakety sax as the boulders coming yeah. down. Actually, with lingerie running around the boulder. We didn't change any of the video. <laughs> have, speaking of that sound and removing the sound, have you seen the Dancing in the Streets video with Mick oh, Jagger? Yes, yes. Yeah. With, with the music no, removed and then they're dancing. <laughs> you just hear them breathing. Yes. And the shoe shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. That's, that's what he said. We took all the sound. I thought that's what we were getting to it. <laughs> Razor the Lost Tongue is a little <laughs> moving through the streets. Of the <laughs> Here's my number two. Yeah, Jeff, what's your number uh, two? That was my number two also. Okay, Jim? My number two, I think I'm stealing Jeff's number one. Mm-hmm. Are you really? Yeah, I had it high yeah. on that list. Uh, Is it my number one, too? It's The Watchmen. No, it's not. Uh, the comedian. The, com- the comedian, comedian dies, dies in New York. And yeah. I even but that scene is awesome in itself. And then when it goes into the credits, it's some of my favorite opening credits of all time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the credits are included with oh, the that's yeah, another one, top five credits. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I kind of assumed if the opening yeah. scene was the credit scene, I counted that. Yeah, that was just... Oh, yeah, with with times that are changing, playing, mm-hmm. and just learning the history of the of of the, the universe watch. it's in. Yeah. Makes I, I find myself going, like, onto YouTube just to watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the rest of it, just that scene. Just the scene. Well, I do. Yeah. That, that, that scene is one of the best ever filmed. I'll give Zack Snyder credit for such a beautifully film scene and I wished he was able to A keep that up for the entire movie even though I love the movie that part is the best part and then he went on and touched DC's other properties but he did film a, he did film a blue penis really well he, well he did he did he did I mean, he, he you know he the rumor is that John Cena's up for the HBO version of Dr. Of Manhattan a blue penis? of Dr. Manhattan <laughs> And I'm not kidding that he's supposed to be up for it. So, uh, Je- Blake, what's your number two? Well, my number two were the uh, two Tarantino opening okay. scenes for Inglorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs. Throw in Kill Bill with it, and then you can. Nah, I, I didn't get into Kill Bill that much. Oh. I'm sorry. Jackie Brown? No. I don't remember I didn't the opening like scene for Brown. Jackie Brown. Pulp Fiction. I love Jackie I Brown. I love Pulp Fiction, but I don't think that's one of the best opening scenes, but I do respect it. But 
I do like the fact that you take any of those scenes and make a movie out of it, standalone movie itself. Yeah. Like a short film. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've talked about hundreds of times yeah. before. What's your number did, one? Did, well, just oh. as we're talking to that was his number one, wasn't it? No, that was no, number, that was two. Oh. number two. Oh, okay. But as we're talking about Tarantino and Pulp Fiction, anyway, mm-hmm. does it bother anyone else that, like, when they do the diner scene at the beginning and then they go back to it later, the words aren't the same? Like, no. when she jumps up and says, don't everybody know yeah. this is a robbery, the her lines are different lines from the... the <laughs> Shown in the beginning. Maybe and then it's, it's from somebody else's point of view. Yeah, I was just going to say it's another point of view. It's still, I still expect I it. Uh, it's a questionable well, narrator. No, it isn't. Unreliable narrator <laughs> Unreliable. is what it's called. And it isn't. It's just they Bad didn't editing? actually have the, the words, the script <laughs> oh, written just, down. They just said, just yell and they let uh. Anyways, what's your number <laughs> one, Blake? So outside of all the other scenes, yeah, they were great. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? I'm trying to say the opening scene is great, yeah. but it bothers me when the next scene uh, comes up and she... It bothers me that you put Yakety Sacks to Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I'm letting it go, okay? <laughs> that did not bother you. You were the one that came up <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, so my other number one, yeah, the Raiders of the Lost Ark opening scene, and we said yes. My other number one was, of course, it's got to be, you know, the initial Star Wars, A New Hope, scroll, followed by underneath the Death, you know, the... Destroyer. Star, Star, Destroyer, Star Destroyer and the Rebel Ship. Kept that was really the blockade cool. Runner. Because at the at the time it was cool, mm-hmm. right? Because nobody else had done that kind of thing oh, before. Yeah, yeah pretty it, much. It was pretty groundbreaking. Oh, it was great. It was like, like wow, that's cool. And, you know, the the whole thing's like, you know, something's coming up, and you read the great. I mean, you expect every Star Wars story to begin that way, more or less. Oh, it definitely set a standard. Yeah. And, and, and then it leads into, you know, the introduction of Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, that's my number one. Yeah. Jim, what's number one? My, I hobied my number ones. It's two movies that I watched and just have epic, epic battle scenes to start a movie. And that would be Gladiator hmm? and Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, yeah. They're just... Brutal. You know, they're both... But, at the time when they were released, they were both, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, brutal, uh, violent, uh, a ton, uh, the soundtrack and the, the everything. Especially watching them in the theater, it's just mm. all right there at your face. All there right then. Well, ba- based Ryan's. on based on a, a lot of uh, World War II uh, veterans' memories and recalling stories of that day. Forty-five minutes is that scene. Yes, yeah. and advised by World War II veterans mm-hmm. for reality purposes. It's too long for an opening scene. It's just a movie in and of itself. It's a standalone Tarantino-esque. Yes. Sure. And better than the rest of the movie. What's your number one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one is The Watchmen. Uh, my number one is Up, and I hope he did it with The Lion, Lion King. King. Lion King. Yeah. Lion ah, King I had as an honorable mention. Ah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you were going to say, wait, wait. opening a Bambi where his mother dies. No. Oh, well, okay. I'm going to put it this way. You said you couldn't put... Uh, the Dark Knight, because that was the trailer. I was too young with Lion King. The Lion King, that was the trailer. I no. saw that 28 times before the well, movie that's came good. out. I don't remember because I was little. <laughs> so you shut it. Little. Anyways, Lion King. Don't remember when I was 12. Well, my favorite, uh, that is my favorite Disney movie, so I love that opening. So <laughs> And the song, the music, oh my god, it's so great. It's a great opening. I agree. With the circle of life? Yes. yes. <laughs> and it moves us all. Anyways. Uh, and one of these days he'll actually understand the the tune. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention, Dark Knight. 
Uh, what's your honorable mentions? Anything? Uh, I think they were pretty much all mentioned. Okay. I didn't have any other. Jimmy, uh, every single one of my honorable mentions was pretty much listed with okay. uh, everybody else's list. I have a couple honorable Go mentions. Ahead. I got three that I would like to talk mm-hmm. about. Apocalypse Now, the opening this music the sequence yeah, with the, the helicopter mm-hmm. rotor blades and everything pretty much the sets the entire end, and the length of the movie yeah. because yeah. it's so long <laughs> as well. Which one? The uncut version? The cut yeah. version? The director's oh. cut? The all other. of them. Yeah. <laughs> The super director's cut, yeah. which super is eight hours cut. and six minutes. That's right. Uh, any uh, Pink Panther film with the, Henry the animation in the animation? You talking about Steve Martin? No, except for those. Oh my God! Except for the two Steve Harry Martin Maga! films. I'm talking about the original with Peter it Sellers. Should be Blake Edwards and Henry Mancini for uh, Steve Martin to remake a movie anymore. And yeah. Queen Latifah. Any movie that Steve Martin, a Steve Martin movie that was a remake of another movie is terrible. Terrible. But one, terrible. But ones that he did that were kind of separate from it were better. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's done some great movies. Yeah. His earlier stuff. He's he's not. He has. He's been missing an awful lot on these movies lately. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's been probably trying to do it out of Amish Peter Sellers in the <laughs> movies, but he's not really helping him very much. No, I would have definitely sold my uh, stock of. Uh, Steve, Steve Martin when exactly. that movie came out. Uh, I agree. Yeah, another one? Third one. Uh, by today's standards, maybe too slow. Okay. Uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh. You know, the that, old... That was old... one I, I considered. Yeah, I, I like it. It's that, that, kind of iconic. That's the him getting out of jail? Yeah, scene. it's, yes. it's uh, Jake Elroy in the beginning. One Jake. prophylactic. <laughs> Soil. Soil. <laughs> Soil. <laughs> that's it. For uh, that line alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By uh, good old Frank Oz. That was Frank Oz. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Yoda himself. Yep. Yoda himself giving back the soiled condom. Mm. Soiled condom. <laughs> condom. Soiled it is. Mm. Soiled condom it is. Waka, waka, waka. Oh, Yoda God, became no. <laughs> It's the same voice. Yes. <laughs> uh, down the whole podcast, we have a lot of listener picks. Christopher Walsh's mm. monologue at the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. Also, the opening oh. battle in Gladiator. Yep. And Achilles' single combat fight to open Troy. That was about the only good part of yeah, Troy. Yeah, unfortunately, the rest of Troy followed. Yes. But... Hey, it could have it been a lot worse. Oh, oh it could have been a lot worse. It could have had uh, uh, but... Colin Farrell... And oh, Alexander. <laughs> Which one was Angelina Jolie's? Uh, Alexander. Is that yeah, the on again, off again accent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she became Russian. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did she became Russian? Really? Alexander's mother is Russian now? <laughs> I don't get it. She was Hungarian before. It's like having me as your actor. <laughs> uh, home video hustle. Uh, they had the hard boiled opening tea uh, house shootout. It's not a bad t- uh, shootout scene. I like it. Sean, a Pittsburgh nerd. He had Star Trek from 2009. I forgot all about that scene. That's a good one. Death of George Kirk always makes me sally up, and sally up means cry. So, like up, does it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scream, iconic opening scene. Up, another sally, sally up, up moment. <laughs> Two, Baby Driver, amazing car chase. You Still have to yet see to see it. Yep. Star Wars, Star Destroyer overhead is iconic. Tis. Yep. Epic film guys, they have Orson Welles' Touch of Evil opening. I need to see that, because it's considered one of the best movies, and I've never mm. seen Touch of Evil. Uh, from Nick the Gimp, he has Caddyshack, uh, Mallrats, Blazing Saddles. They all set the expectations for the rest of the movie perfectly. So he likes the the 
uh, Mallrats opening they used or the one that they shot? And oh, then let's scrapped. never speak of that one again. <laughs> Civil War reenactment or something going on there? Oh, my God. Which one they used? That was the... Uh... Wasn't it just showing up to her house uh, to go for... to take her on the trip? And she said she can't go because she has to be in the game show because Julie Dwyer died mm-hmm. in the pool. Okay, I don't know if it's that or I, what... That, or, 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 was it, or was it in uh, Brody's house when he was, uh, uh, when she was climbing out the window? <laughs> uh, I think I think that opened on the TS uh, and Brandy scene okay, because he was too busy playing uh, NHL NHL ninety five because Hartford beating uh, Montreal <laughs> only happens once, maybe twice in a lifetime. <laughs> it's a whale. Uh, Jason's female perspective that would be actually my wife. There's uh, been yep. some issues in the Brigger house this week. <laughs> Forrest Gump, just to annoy Jason, and now you have to talk about it. Thanks, honey. See, there's a feather blowing around. Fuck Forrest Gump. I'm assuming that's what she's referring to. I think she just does it to annoy me. <laughs> she does. Stupid Forrest Gump. Every time it's or on. Or going to be the, uh, the bag floating around from... Uh, American Beauty? American Beauty. It's the most beautiful thing! <laughs> Shut up, Wes Bentley. Go back to Ghost Rider. Oh, I thought he should go back to the Hunger Games. He died in that. Yes, he did. <laughs> Spoiler! I only saw the first one. Oh, wait, he That's does die he dies. Yeah. That's when he dies. Uh, from Dev, the... <sighs> Side guy. Dazed and Confused. Uh, Fight Club. Uh, Patton. Uh, two Up. And number one, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, he had honorable mentions. Commando. Commando is good. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Star Wars Crawl. And Pulp Fiction. I'm trying to remember what the commando opening scene was. Uh, that is, I believe, when the helicopter's coming down, isn't they, it? And they're asking him. They come and kidnap his daughter? Yeah. Okay. Get to the chopper! Wrong movie. I don't know. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Take my hand! <laughs> remember what I told you I would kill you last? That's right, Merrick, you did! You said you'd kill me last! I lied! <laughs> Don't be taking that impression from me, Jim. That's the only <laughs> half-decent one I have. Ma. The Godfather. This is from Heno. Uh, here, have the Oscar, he said. Save in Private Ryan. Hashtag truth. Up. Just hand me the whole fucking box of tissues. History of the World. The Masturbating Monkeys. <laughs> That's kind of a takeoff of 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one, Way of the Gun. Shut the cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuck start her head. That was a quote from the movie. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know Way of the Gun. No, I borrowed Patton from Dev, not Hanno. Yes. <laughs> uh, number, uh, Chris Richardson, our favorite Scott. Scottish. From 365 Flicks. Uh, check them out. I can't yep. believe I'm Scottish. Uh, great Scottish is shite. Uh, great top five, he says. In, uh, he was appreciative of our list this week. He said, no particular order, mm-hmm. GoldenEye, Star Trek 2009, Ghostbusters from 1984. That is a good beginning. Yeah. Thank you for specifying the year there. <laughs> and the good Ghostbuster. Yeah, like Star Trek and Ghostbusters? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that he does have to, uh, you know, qualify which one it is. <laughs> and the Fellowship of the Ring and the Lion King. So, All right, the, fe- the Fellowship of the Ring, that was... It's the voiceover of uh, Galadriel telling the history of the ring. Okay. And also, uh, Randall Holt did send one in tonight. Oh. We've missed you, Randall. We need some questions from you. Uh, he had no particular order. Caddyshack. Up. Up. Tombstone. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Okay. I didn't think of that one. 
So, um, can we say Up and two, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark might be the two most popular yes. ones? <clears throat> yes. Mom, Danny saw me naked! <laughs> I, I have a question. <laughs> <Daddy's jacket. Yes. laughs> well, what's the opening scene of Tombstone? Because I couldn't come up with it. I couldn't come up with that either. I'm like, I, mean, I love Tombstone, but I don't know the opening scene. Probably because every time it's on, it's past the opening it's scene. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Tombstone's on. Dumb hell's coming <laughs> with them, too! I'm, I'm, uh, I thought it was them getting off the train, uh, just finally establishing themselves in... And he goes in and takes over the Pharaoh game. Is that when his the woman walks across too? His soon to be future wife? It gets off the train. Yeah. It might be. That might be. What episode of Westworld was that again? Uh seven. Okay. But the timeline's goofy, so it's actually two. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. But you should watch it ninth. Yes, and then Patrick Stewart comes in. <laughs> I'm so confused. And then James McAvoy comes in too. Oh. And then Magneto was bad. And then he becomes good. And, and then becomes bad. bad. And then he becomes good. And then they kill him. But then he doesn't die. Yeah. And then he's good. He's and then they go back in time to save him. And he's bad again, but yet he's helping them as a good person to make them go back in time. And that's, where, things. Uh, that's yes. where Legion 2 starts. Yes. By the way, have you seen the new Legion 2 I did. Teaser? I have not. Oh, fuck yeah, Well, man. you get on that. You better get on it, because it is good. Yeah. It is good. Uh, so there you go. There is your uh, History of Bad Ideas, episode 216. Uh, bad Idea of the Week. Uh, we're going 87. Actually, we've had that one before. Uh, I'm going 62. Uh, wearing used cock socks when you're doing a movie. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Especially from Inmate 3. Inmate 5's okay. Inmate 3 actually has testicular uh, um, elephantitis. Herpes. Right. <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing if you have to wear eight number 3's because he's got elephantitis. It's three the only one that fits me. But with his elephantitis, <laughs> he has the herpes. <laughs> the herps would be a bad thing to wear. And crabs. He calls a big one bitey. Uh, Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Addendum. Title for the show. What we do for our fans. Yes. I got a Colossus and a truck. A six-man bobsled team. Uh, wearing used cock socks. That's probably not going to get. Uh, calls a big one bitey. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I've got left breast. <laughs> I'd oh. like to Sudoku you. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, Torch Boy graduates. Col- Colossus and a truck. Is he Colossus? Not one with a butt plug. <laughs> a North Korean sitarist. <laughs> and God knows what. I don't picture a sitarist. <laughs> the problem is he doesn't know what a sitarist is because he like this. <laughs> No, you not. don't play it with a bow. No, it's on his hand. It's on his uh, lap, though, because it's so big. No, right? if it's in your lap, you play it like this. Okay, that's not right. <laughs> You're the worst sitarist ever. <laughs> oh, that's not a sitar. <laughs> Look at these four arms. <laughs> Damn horse. Uh, well, I just get all my information from Collider. <laughs> Collider! <laughs> Anyways, well, moving on. I like Colossus on the truck. I did like the Sudoku. I want a Sudoku. You is that what it is? Uh, what did I write? I'd like to Sudoku you. 
Sudoku you. We're on the cutting edge of early 2002. <laughs> 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 Middle age wife game. I did like that we both wrote down Colossus in a truck. I did like Colossus in a truck. Colossus in a truck. Colossus in a truck. <laughs> it is given. <laughs>